Hey everybody, welcome back to the producers, and welcome back to the uh, first the, the, the normal episode of the show for the year. Um, so happy you're back. It was a nice little break. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Uh, let's see. In terms of plugs for January, we're going to stick with uh, come out and see shows at the theater. We know that by now. Uh, check out the network. we got some good shows coming up. Uh, just kind of keep your ear to the ground. I'd appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Thursday, January 31st. I am in the showcase for Beans, Beds, and Brews at Crossroads, 8 o'clock. Uh, and February 10th, I'm at the locker room with some of my friends. So come on, see some fun stand-up. Uh, this Friday, if you listen to this, the morning it comes out. Uh, we have America's Most Mysterious Mysteries and the premiere of uh, Between the Covers, the Improvised Book Club, Friday at 10 and then uh, Friday at 8, respectively. I think we have one more show in that run. Uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up for me, so come check that out. Uh, that's it. We'll go with that for now. Uh, this episode is Bobby. Bobby and I took a class together. Bobby's great. Uh, obviously, due to this episode. So, I guess let's get into it. me hit record you were like i'm gonna go for the joke you don't want to blow your wad on the first show that would be my concern <laughs> first episode of, of summer show first the first episode of first is about sex yes and you think that's such a big story did you have a fun story to to throw into your hat into the ring for that for first mm-hmm. most of my firsts are not um that exciting not that exciting <laughs> and also are there or there stories that are like I could tell the story of like when our first son was born but that's kind of like high stakes stories and like yeah, sex is a high stakes story, or it could be low stakes depending on your like life and disposition and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like a, what I would throw in would be just the most like like milk toast CBS middle aged white guy bullshit, and that I don't like. It's like I w- I'm very excited to listen to this show. I don't know that I have something good to add. 
it's so funny. I feel like that. I feel like I think about that in terms of just blanket creativity a lot, where it's just like I don't really have a new take on this thing, so yeah. I really don't feel the need to get involved. Um, I've definitely felt I've, I've definitely felt that about individual projects as well as like big things where I won't like I just won't. I'll, it's one of those things you say no to. It's like yeah. I I don't have what this needs. Yes, I see this. Exactly. It's awesome. I don't have an ingredient right now. Right. You will be the one that comes along when the episode is like uh, <laughs> something something really big. And I'm picturing the, the one thing that's coming up to my mind that's similar in the vein that is obviously not something you would be called for, but it's like something like first time you did your taxes by yourself <laughs> yeah. or like committed tax fraud or like um, the first time you like stopped the gas exactly at the perfect number on both of them. Like, yeah. Like even dollar amount and even gallon amount. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of shit I think you and I could do for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I got, I got, I got a strong take on that. Yeah, we're good there. <laughs> I got some new info that people haven't heard before. Um, <laughs> I got really into for a while reading like the um, blogs about fire, financial, independent, retire early. Oh, it's like, wait, friends who do that. It's yeah. so interesting. And it's like, oh, I got takes. I got takes about auto repair. Auto repair. Give, give me a fresh take about auto repair. So when you go to your Midas's, your Jiffy Lubes, your Monikies, whatever, and they um, like, oh, you got a, you got a, you got an air filter that needs replaced. We're gonna pay. We're gonna charge you like hundred and ten bucks. I watched five minutes of YouTube videos and I figured out how to do all that. It's the easiest shit in the world. Really? You go to AutoZone. You go to oh Advanced Auto gosh. Parts. Um, the best part is our people. Um, and you, yeah, this podcast is now going to be sponsored by AutoZone. This we is fantastic. Have, I will say this. Um, if that is true, then the AutoZone people are a lot better than the smart water people. I would say. And, I would and say. a couple other people. I'm also drinking vitamin water. Mm. Mm. Nice. Vitamin water is, is not only refreshing, but it's very nutritious. There's and something. I, yeah. I really like um, the value that and the and the energy that it gives me. There's something about vitamin water. It's different. It's different. It's, it's unique. It's I'm different. a trendsetter in this world, and I'm out there drinking vitamin water every day when I'm doing my like uh, kayaking and uh, high fiving celebrities. So vitamin water, get it literally anywhere. Yeah, it's fantastic. Speaking so, of ad, me undies. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> this next segment is brought to you by pants, by specifically pants. bonobos. Um, Bonobos, bonobos. Hey, it's been a while since. It I've should actually... be bonobo, bonobos. That's yes. what the animal's named after. Isn't that the animal that fucks the most? Isn't that what people the, their claim to fame? I don't know. I think it's something like either they fuck the most or they have this uh, promiscuous relationship where sex isn't like a bad thing. Okay. And they're like, let's just like be kind let's of thing. Just, let's <laughs> just do it, man. Like I think um, if you were to enter a conversation with someone. And the path took this way. Someone yeah. a little more free thinking, they would reference bonobos while talking about it because they're like again, they're like the figurehead for like, I guess, free sex movement. I don't know. Okay. I don't know enough about it. This is this is the territory that I wish that I knew when we were getting into it. Yeah, because I feel like this is such an interesting path. But it's more me taking the path and you coming along with me saying I don't know anything either. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, let's go somewhere else then. This is usually the point in the conversation when we would Google something. You so you're you're so right. Yeah. Um, season four, though. This is season four of my show. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say no googling just to get one answer. Just okay. to get like, uh, are bonobos like fucking a lot or yeah. what? Like we have to have a big thing to Google. Okay. Because um, because 
and this is something that has been coming up recently for me too, is like being in a conversation and just letting that conversation be. Mm-hmm. Or like when you ask someone a question, like, why don't you just fucking Google it? Yeah. Because I want to have a question. I want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to like talk to you. Exactly. I want to like, you know this, like let's make that knowledge you have useful. Yeah. And there is a time, and I don't, I don't know if I can ask, and if you don't feel like answering, that's fine. How old are you? How old am I? How mm-hmm. old do you think I am? How, better question, how old do you want me to be? So, I want you to be as old as you are in real <laughs> life, because there will be a, there's a reason for this question. And oh, it's okay. It's a frame of reference. Do you want me to just answer it then? Yes. 27. Okay. So, you were at... You, you may not remember a time... And and Pete Holmes has a joke about this, Ooh. where you could just not know something, where you could just not know it, where there was no Google, there was no smartphone. Where's Tom Petty from? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know the bit. Yes, it's a fantastic bit. The first time I saw that bit, I was like, yes. You go around asking people all the time, where's Tom Petty from? Stop and nobody it. knows. Nobody knows. And then finally you see a woman <laughs> with a Heartbreakers t-shirt on and you go ask her, where's Tom Petty from? And she says... Florida, Florida. Then that's how you meet your wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing bit. And there was a time, like I remember, I remember the first time somebody showed me YouTube, uh-huh. and they were like, it was when Lazy Sunday, or yeah, Lazy yeah. Sunday had just come out. You almost said Lazy Scram. I almost did. So, <laughs> or no, I was I I I caught myself halfway through because I was like, is it Lonely Island or Lazy Sunday? But like, Lonely it, Sunday, Lazy Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it had just come out, and um, I think I, it was like end of high school, early college, and like somebody's like, oh yeah, I can show you this video online. Like, there's a website for just videos. Like, there's a website for just videos. Oh, wow. But even like a couple years before that. My friends and I were sitting around, and we were trying to remember who had been in a movie. Like, it, it, the movie doesn't matter because it... it it's it relevant. Be, the point is, this person was, yeah. in half of your minds, the star of this movie. Right. In the other half, they went nowhere near that set. Exactly. And we it, was, to, it, was, it was cutthroat embedding. You guys we were, were... We were, like, going back and forth, and to the point where we had watched this movie in our English class, and we called our teacher... During the summer, we called him on the phone. We found him in the phone book. I love that was it. a thing that happened. We Ooh. found a phone book. We, we had. Opened it. We kept the phone book. <laughs> they give you the phone book every year. We kept this one. It was important. It was a resource. Yes, everybody had. The new phone books are here. Yes. I didn't get one. We all get. Wait a week. It'll show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So you had the phone. Yeah, totally. And then you're like, we're gonna find him. What's his last? What's his? What's his? What's Mr. Johnson's first name? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, fuck. And is he going to be listed? Because bullshit high school kids are going to call him. Mm. So he was listed. We figured it out. Um, oh, my gosh. But, like, we so had to call another human being. And you told that story in two minutes. That probably took place over, like, two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was like a... Arguing. It was a, yeah. It was a Friday or Saturday night in the summer, and we were we were trying to figure this out. And we... I think we called our teacher... Um, perhaps too late. Well, like back when, like no one had a cell phone. If you had so called like, at the beginning of the argument, it would have been like nine. <laughs> we would have been fine. So. <laughs> I think. I think we called him like it was like eight forty-five. Oh. So it was. It was a. It was a gentleman's late. A it wasn't like an actual late. He was probably a scholar, you know, mustache, like sweater vest. Like he was reading in his lobby, and the phone rang. He was like, he put the phone. I was like, who would dare be phoning me at this? Someone is disturbing my Tolstoy time. How am I supposed to finish this book in two days if I can't read it? Exactly. 
And then he picks up the phone. He's like, hello. <laughs> so nice. Hello. Mm-hmm. No, I, lo- I love that. I find it's more fun to indulge in the fun conversation mm-hmm. and, and have the conversation mm-hmm. than it is to, like, be on the phone. Sometimes, like, yeah, I need to be on my phone right now. But, like, if I catch myself scrolling yeah, or, like, rereading old messages or whatever, I'm like, there's no reason for me to be on here. Let's be in the present moment kind of thing. Yeah. But, <clears throat> for example, in the situation where you called your professor... We would have Googled it within five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. IMDB would have knocked that out. But but that story is so much, is way better when you're like, was, was Matt Damon in this movie? You know, like, the actors on. we were confusing oh, please. were Jim Carrey and Robert Sean Leonard. So the movie is now important. Yes. So the movie we watched, um, it was, I believe, uh, Much Ado About Nothing. I have never seen it. So it's a it's a Shakespeare play. Oh yes, and so it was a performance. I think uh, Denzel Washington was in it, uh, Kenneth Branagh, um, Emma Thompson, and Robert Sean Leonard was in it. And Robert Sean Leonard, of course, from Dead Poet Society, from other stuff. He's around, um, but my friend confused Robert Sean Leonard and Jim Carrey, and we we're like, it's definitely not Jim Carrey. Like, there's no way it's Jim Carrey. It's like, it was totally Jim Carrey, man. It was not Jim Carrey. Do you have anyone else on the side? No. No. We were we were strongly opposed to him. What if I'm just like, it was Jim Carrey. Let's call him right now. Let's call Jim Carrey. Let's call your professor Jim Carrey <laughs> in in high school or college, <laughs> one of the two. High school, it was it was our it was our English professor or English teacher who became my uh, yearbook teacher. This so, is the most Bobby thing you could have brought, by the way. That was I love it. I wanted, I wanted this. I wanted you to have a. So is um, we miss we did miss the gift part because of the issues. Yes. So it's my understanding that there is a tradition of bringing gifts because it is early afternoon and not uh, drinking o'clock. Uh, I brought. I've, I've uh, recently woken up. Yes. Um, I brought gifts from the suburbs of uh, Trader Joe's yeah, uh, snacks. Wow. Um, one of them is what is called a brookie. Uh, and then I, on the way out, I did not think the brookie would be sufficient. And so I purchased, uh, Trader Joe's dark chocolate mini heart cookies. Try one of those. I, I, I want to. They're amazing. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, you're going through something right now. Um, mm-hmm. what's so funny is the gifts thing is fun. Um, and it's like what I, what I truly love is when you can share something with somebody, or when someone will bring me a trinket. Mm-hmm. I've had to get a, that shelf behind you to house all the things that I've been given, <laughs> including and, picture of Rachel Marsh. Yeah, that was uh, that was for Christmas. Everybody, <laughs> I guess, I told her to give me the worst one, and I'm like, that's not that bad. And it's got just a part of Joe. Well, and that's a part what of Nicole. That's where the bow was over yeah. Joe's face. Uh, yeah. But the bow fell. So, no, this is... Yeah, and honestly, I was like, I don't know. Well, and my favorite thing is everyone brings what I think is a perfect description of their personality. Yeah, I can see that. You brought delicious treats, Mm -hmm. like you said, from the suburbia. And, like, everyone else who's brought either a beverage or a thing or whatever they did, it makes so much sense for who they are. That's really cool. I love that so much. It's, uh... It's it's one of the it's one of the main reasons why I let it continue. The mm-hmm. other one is because I love when people believe <laughs> that it's so fun. But I told my wife that um, I needed to pick up some stuff, and she's like, "That's a that's a good deal. That's a good deal to start." 
That's that's smart because that, you're now 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 in receipt of yeah. random baked goods or drinks or uh, trinkets. This is the beginning of like my uh, bar cart, if you will, because mm-hmm. um, I don't buy my own like liquor and everything. I don't drink at home. Oh. But uh, Scott came and brought a couple things, and I love a couple of, people, a couple of other people have brought stuff mm-hmm. and just like left it here, and it's accumulated. Nice. So yeah, I love it. It's so much fun. I don't know what to do to do with these though. Like little spritzers, I guess. Sean brought those um, okay. as a backup for the wine we were drinking. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love this this so much. This is I haven't done this show in like a month. How's it feel? Are you getting getting that uh, getting that rust out? <clears throat> Honestly, I feel like I'm more equipped to host the show than I okay. ever have been. You were very refreshed then. I feel very relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, let's host the damn show then. Okay, you're Bobby. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I still don't know how I feel about doing like like naming an intro like this is this person. Okay, but I feel like this, that was a natural flow of like you're Bobby. We met doing a class, and now you're yeah. uh, one of the one one of the members of Fear Buddy. I'm one eighth of Fear Buddy. One eighth Fear Buddy. How um how's Fear Buddy? Fear Buddy's really cool. So, um, it is, and I think this was by design, and I, I see this on the other teams, so I feel like it's by design. Um. It is a real spectrum of experience and skill set and um, humor. It's like on one end, like you know, you have folks like Joe and Kim and Teddy and Nicole. Um, and don't want to repeat everybody. Joe, Kim, Teddy, Nicole, um, Rachel, Rachel, and they're just like real, legit, serious, heavy hitters. Um, they're so funny. They're so talented. They know their shit. They're really good at what they do. Um, you can put them in different things and they also have different energies. And so like, um, we will be, you know, Teddy's going to do something different than Nicole's going to do. Or, um, you know, Joe has a really, I always like watching Joe because Joe just seems very professional in his approach in terms of like, okay, this is this part of the scene and I'm going to start doing these things and we're going to start heightening. And it's like, like it doesn't seem very technical, but like I can watch him. I'm like, Oh, that's what we were supposed to be doing. It seems like he's playing with this like easy to place grid where, um, and stay with me here cause I'm going somewhere weird. Um, and every time you do something in a scene, it places like a block. And then when it's ready for like a transition, he'll place the grid down. And so like this, this, and this are what we need to do. Yeah. And then like he places that on top of it effortlessly. Mm -hmm. That's how I view people viewing improv is like, boop, boop, boop. It's like you're building a tower and it's like you put down the, the, the corner pieces, like the pieces you're going to build it on. And then you put like a flat layer over it. So it's steady. And then you build on top of it again. Yeah. Uh, and I am so good now, dude. It's, yeah, it was. And it's really good. And so, so you have like the people who um, have been doing this a long time and know their shit. And obviously, Matt, our coach, has just done everything. Matt McCoo um, won the last episode of Coalition Live, friend of the show. Yeah, Matt McCoo, just awesome dude. Was I, before I had met him, Matt was described by someone um, as their uh, spirit animal. <laughs> Because, like, they're just, like, that was somebody that I just, I see, and I'm, like, like, the way he blends his life with his creativity is just super exciting, um, and just really cool. And I would also, I, I, um, 
so you also have um, among the heavy hitters, I would say. Um, Phil also is really great, and Phil, um, Phil has an amazing capacity to make absolutely insane things seem very real and normal and grounded. We were at a show, and it might—it was one of our first few shows. And I don't know how we got there, but Phil was a worm who could talk. Huh. That Phil, sounds like Phil. Phil was a live worm who was the size of a regular human. He could talk. And then we just went on this long... It was, Phil, like, the worm became Frankenstein, basically. Um, me and Nicole had a scene. I, I, just want, I just want to point out, I'm sorry. I just want to point out that improv is the only thing where you could, I feel like, say, like, he was a worm who could talk, and then he became Frankenstein. <laughs> you know, like you do. And I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh. Makes yeah. sense. Oh, yeah, totally. ABC. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Phil's a worm, and Nicole, um, we start a scene where we're the parents of this worm, and... No, real quick. Sorry. I, I, I hate to keep sidetracking you, but I'm also hoping I'm giving you minutes like, get all the facts and sure. stuff. Uh, the format you guys run... I feel like if you explain that a little more, it'll yeah. make more sense. So is he one of the worms at the beginning? Is he one of the people yes. at the beginning, and he is a worm, and then it transitions to a new scene? Yes. So let me backtrack a minute just to finish that first thought, and yeah, then yeah. I can get everybody in. So you have all these really talented people who've been doing this a long time, and then you have some new kids. You have some new ki- You have some, yeah. some bright-faced on the blog. I would put myself in that category. And then we have um, just like... 18-year-old, uh, like, wonderkind, uh, a kid named Blake, who yep. is a freshman at VCU, mm-hmm. um, who I believe did theater in high school and did, I don't, like, he's from the Nova Exurbs. I don't know if he did, like, comedy sports or whatever, but, um, like, he showed up at tryouts and he knocked some shit out and, like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't have, like, the coalition experience um, sure. that the rest of our team does, but I'm like, it's kicking, you know, it's kicking ball. And so you have this mesh of different types of people and different styles and different experiences. And then you can kind of, we're all kind of learning and growing and, um, building together. And it's a really respectful group. Like, you know, nobody talks shit, like practices are productive. So it's a really good group to be a part of. And now, Back to worms. So, <laughs> so the, uh, scene, the zero scene starts. There are three people on stage. All yep. that matters is that Phil is a sandwich. He's a worm. Yes. So the Evente is our form. And the simple structure of Evente is there's an event. It goes forward in time. You then do scenes based off of one character that was in that first scene. And those can kind of... They can go in any direction, but they have to start... Like, they have to exist before the event itself. Mm-hmm. They cannot be... You can't jump forward in time. You can only jump back. So the context is that you would um, learn things about the characters in the scene or the setting of that event based on the jump backs. Um, so you do, like, one or two or three scenes as uh, to explore that character. Then you jump back to the event. You repeat that process with another person. And then you, you finish. Um, it's, one the, the it's, one of, it's one of the good examples of every section informing the previous section. Yes. But being so important to the next section. Yes. So the, for us, and there's lots of ways to do it. Um, 
you know, I, 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 especially in the beginning, was just calling it like a dirty, dirty Avente because if, you know, you saw a very, like, we kind of take some liberties with the form, I think. Um, as, as you should. Right. Um, and I think we are still getting to the point where we're really, like, nailing the form. Uh-huh. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and they are like, yeah, when I was on my house team, we like it took us to, like, the last few weeks before we were really nailing it. Um, I would say that's true. It was the last month or two where I was like, we can destroy whatever we do. Yeah. So, but we, I think we found that it was easier just in, like, for traffic cop purposes to have, you know, three or four people on stage <coughs> rather than try to do, like, everybody's up there and then start pulling things from there just because that's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, you have never put it to stage with more than three in the event scene, right? I don't believe so. I think in practice we got to the point where we're like, let's just try, try and think from our first show. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Maybe three or four, but no, no, certainly not everybody. That would be uh, way too much. Yeah, way too much. So, fear buddy, fear buddy, um, worm. Yeah. So, okay. So finally, so it's so funny because I feel like I feel like this is true of a podcast. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, we could have just told the worm story. Yeah. But now you want to know. Now, now. And you have all this context. You're sitting there. You're on the bus right now. <laughs> you're, you're on your way to work. Maybe you're, you're on your way to me. Yeah. So they're talking about me. How do they know? Where are you going to work, Jeremy? Why are you going to Indianapolis, Why Bill? Why are you going to Indianapolis, Bill? Marie's at home wondering where you're going to come home. Wondering how you're going to make the bills. Maybe it's time to turn around. Maybe it's time to turn that life around, Bill. Bill. Just turn it around. Just turn it around. Bill, you have so so much you're leaving behind. Think about the baby. Think about the baby, Bill. Think about the baby. You We just changed a life right now. We just changed a life. There's a Bill out there who listens to your podcast and he's like, I gotta I gotta do some shit different. Yeah. And who knows when that will be. Mm. But if that does happen, email the show at producerscast at gmail.com. So he's a worm. He's a worm. He's a worm. So Phil is a worm. And we go into, like, Phil is the one with the first scene. We go into this background run of scenes, and Phil, like, Nicole and I are um, the parents of the worm. I do not think we should keep this worm. She's very protective of him. Like, we can't, we can't keep him. He's a worm. He's a, no, we can't do it. Um, and we, and then we go through the scene, and then it, it ends as it should, um, with a group of people with, uh, pitchforks and torches, uh, trying to, uh, you know, take the worm away and, and leave him away. Um, one thing that I really like about doing improv with Nicole is that she notices details really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, she's so quick to spot something that is um, fun. That is fun, but also an incongruity, like something that does not make sense. This something we need to call out. Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. In in this run of three scenes, in the first scene, I'm her husband and the you know uh, adopted father of this worm. Um, in the third scene, I come out as you know, like everyone comes out with like pitchforks, like uh, their hands are over their head, yeah. and she's like, "You, you're here too." And I was like, "I'm on their side now." I'm like, "Oh, she remember like you know." She remembered that I'm the husband. She remembered we had a personal connection. And now she's calling it out. And so, like, things that other people miss, she picks up really well. Yeah, I didn't even think of that until 
you said, I was in the mob, and she said, I'm like, oh, you were there too. Yeah. Yep, the adoptive father is now in the mob. Yeah. And so I think that she, um, like, that's really fun to see. And then for the worm, I think I think that the worm, she helped the worm escape. Huh? No, 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 she didn't help the worm escape. Um, she convinced us that the worm was God's will, and we all were just like, okay, and just like slunk off stage. We were all just, we were all just real bummed that the Lord had been invoked, so... What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Can't the go. Lord did not want us to kill that worm. <laughs> I bet Phil was pleased. I, I hope so. <laughs> I didn't want to die on stage today. <laughs> That's not my thing. Uh, no. So, it's so funny because um, if somebody you put yourself as a new person, because mm-hmm. you are, yeah. but you when, you when you're on stage, it's so funny because you don't play like one. Because we, we've played together. We yeah. took a class together, and uh, we're a part of, like, an indie project, basically. So I know, and I know what I'm talking about a little bit. But um, how would you say that your perspective has changed from the beginning of Fear Buddy to now? Um, my perspective. So I started doing classes at Coalition Theater, um... RVAComedy.com, go there for tickets and class information. You should totally do it. Um, you have shows every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. By the way, uh, Fear Buddy RV or Fear Buddy Improv on Instagram, Fear Buddy uh, Improv on Facebook. Uh, Who's doing the Facebook now? Like and subscribe. Um, we have pictures of cats that are angry. So um, I started doing stuff at the Coalition Theater. <coughs> It'll be a year in, I think, June. You know, let, let's go. Let, let's go back. Okay. How did you, how did you start at this theater? So I want to know about this perspective thing for sure. Okay. But I want to I want to set it up because that's what we're doing. We're asking a question, and then we're going back and dissecting all the information that you need yeah. to make an informed one. And then we're going to get to the present again. And you're like, oh, I feel like we've been on a journey. Oh my God, are we doing an evente right now? Oh, we're doing an evente. Fuck podcast. Um, <laughs> so I. Uh, we moved to Richmond from the general Northern Virginia sprawl. We being my family. Uh, you, I have. Uh, you have a family. I am. Oh, no. I, we not talk about that yet. It's been thirty minutes. You have a family. I have a family. I, a I live in the suburbs. I I drive a very a very reasonable Subaru. Um, that is. I parked a little bit down the street. I don't know oh, if you can see. I, it I was there. just going to say, Dan, that is reasonable. <laughs> Sorry, I did not sell the bid. I should have sold the bid. No, okay. I'm good. Um, you know, we are, we are um, in favor of honesty on the show, so okay. when the bid's not working, we're going to call it out. We just call it out. So we moved here. So I have, uh, uh, I am married, uh, <gasps> and then we have, we have two children. You have two um, kids? I have two. I thought you had one. No, Holy I shit. I have two. I have a big one and I have a little one. Oh, wow. They so, come in different sizes? They do. <laughs> well, they're, I bet they're going to be the same size at some point, but only after they finish growing. We are like 6'15 or something like that. 6'15 in terms of height? It's so funny. If I had said, you're like 6'12, you would have known exactly what I was talking about. That's a Louis, Louis Ramey joke. It's about public school. Yeah. I was just saying 6'15 is, is cemented in your brain as a time. And and I said you're sick. You're about six fifteen. You're like, huh? Like looking at your watch. I got I got up at five. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. You got up at five today? Yeah. What? Most days. uh, Most days. Um, uh, uh, most days the kids wake us up, and so we actually no. 
Today, I think we were able to sleep until 545, because uh, big one, sometimes he wakes up and... Uh, How big a, is the big one? He's uh, he's four. He is, uh, I believe, I think the last time it was like 40, 40 pounds, 30? I don't know. I don't know how much he weighs anymore, because that's not a metric that we have to track with him. Um, well, what, at what age do you have to stop tracking how much your child weighs? So, I mean, it depends on if there's a medical issue. Um, oh, so, for wow. our younger kid, uh, I won't say too much, but for, sure. for a small one, um, he has had some difficulty to eating. Uh-huh. Um, and so, we track his weight pretty closely. That makes sense. So, right now, he's rocking about 28 pounds, which is very good. Good. Right where awesome. he needs to be. Good to hear. Um, he's, he will be two in a month or so. Um, so, wow. so we got a little, got the team, but yeah, we, we got, wake up. got the team, we got the team. We I'm have, fielding some players right now. We fill a, <laughs> a very reasonable four door sedan. All I'm going to say is if I decide to start my own business, I won't have to get employees because yep. I'll already have them. McMahon and sons. We have the two. So we're good. Um, but yeah, they, they wake up early and they're like, we got to do stuff. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, usually, um, usually I'm awoken between five or six. Jesus um, Christ. and if we can stay in bed until... After six, we have one. Like, what we, is the uh, latest you slept in in the past in this year? This short, short year. Six forty-five. How about in twenty eighteen? Um, I think I got to seven thirty one day, but it was like only days when I'm by myself. Only days when if like I'm traveling for work or um. Maybe the wife. My wife goes up. and visits like family, and she takes the boys with her. And so, like, if there are children, we we will like we. It's six o'clock. Like nobody sleeps in. So I think that is both uh, incredible and terrifying. Yeah, that I wake up at seven forty every day, and that is uh, early for me. Woof. Yeah. No, it's, it's a lifestyle change, and like, but you guys like. When I see you and Anthony and everybody like hanging out after shows and like, oh, we're going to go, we're going to go here, we're yeah, going to get a drink, we're going to go that, I'm like, I'm going home because I have to be up in six hours. I, I'm done. <laughs> it's so, it, it, it is, it's like, um, you think everyone's kind of on like the same wave that you are. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, we're all here, right? And you're just like, nah, man, I was surfing for four hours before you even were, were <laughs> at the beach, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, wait. That is a really cool thing I think about the theater is that for me at my my stage of life, getting to hang out and um, kind of create something very cool with a group of people who I don't share a lot of like life experience with at this point. So there's not a lot not a lot of people rocking two kids tracking weight of one of them waking up at six. Bingo. So I can count on my like on one hand the people I know who have kids. Um, and that's cool because like, like Baku, Gantz, um, uh, Newman's expecting. Yeah. Uh, Ben, Benel. I, yeah. Okay. I did not know he had kids. And then, um, Nick has kids. Yep. So that's, but that's still one hand. Yeah. We need one more. We have one more. Um, oh fuck. It doesn't exist. Damn. No not. one's jumping to mind. So, and like people are, people are married and people have very like domestic lives and domestic jobs. And so it's not like this group of like 22 year olds where like everybody's like going nuts every night. But like, 
I'm getting to spend time with with people who. Oh wait, you. <laughs> you count as six. Oh yeah. Hey, we made it. Well, I don't count myself because like. Well, I count. I, okay. get to, I get to do that. So we get six. Get, we have two hands of uh, at least two hands. So yes. like the rest of these are like whatever because yeah. we we need two hands to count all the people who have kids. We do. I was going to freak out. I was going to be sitting here this whole time like thinking, like, who the hell else has made another person so I can just say their name out loud? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's got to be somebody we're missing, of course, because that's how it always is. Yeah. Somebody very obvious who I was probably talking to yesterday. Yeah. Um, anyway, mm. see, we just keep getting farther and farther away from the light. Whatever whatever, whatever iron you want to get back to. <laughs> so, yeah, the um, so it's, it's a really... For me, it's very. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very. For me, it's very fulfilling because um, I get to interact with people who I have a similar interest with, rather than having a similar life stage to. Like I have a lot of people in my life who also have small children. I have no responsibilities. Yeah, you do though. You like you, well, no, your I, I, responsibilities are not kid centric. Okay, and so that oh, that's that's a nice way to put that. Yeah, like you have things that you care about. Nobody you, will die if I don't do anything. How about that? Right. People this won't, is people, true. People won't get their shows made. People yeah. will be missing a person um, in some shows. But for the most part, life is okay. Yeah. However, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm obviously boiling down to a kid thing. But it, but like you said, it's, it's different. It's like, and it, it's the same for everybody. I guess everyone on a smaller level, but you, yours is more like cut and dry. Where it's like we all ha- all have different life experiences and we're all here to do the same thing together. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it good. If we had eight Bobbies or eight Me's up there, it'd be like... We're doing like material that's only funny for like me, basically. Yeah. But when you spread it out, you reach more. Exactly. Experience. Exactly. So I like think. when you know, back to Fear Buddy, uh, Fear Buddy and Profit on Instagram, um, <laughs> a lot of great stuff. So like, <laughs> you know, just eighteen-year-old VCU freshman, um, you know, middle-aged white guy with kids. I like how you didn't say the numbers. I want to say that. I like how you didn't say it. Oh, how old am I? You're like, yeah. like 18-year-old, uh, middle-aged. Middle-aged. I, vaguely 30-something. Um, <laughs> so, and then, and then, like, you have, you know, you have Teddy, who, um, the only thing I've ever heard, like, heard him describe of what his job is, is financial shit. Um, but, like, numbers scare me. And, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, writers and artists and... Real quick, what do you do for work? I am a communications person for a for a firm that does international development in the energy space. Okay, numbers scare you. Yeah, That's so numbers scary. scare me. I like words. I like words and pictures. And like, there's a lot of graphic designers. Like, we are a group of creative people. Oftentimes, creative people have jobs. I um, bet I could name more graphic designers than I could people with kids. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. Um. So like, Teddy does financial stuff. I don't really know what it is, but it involves numbers. And so, um, you know, Kim works with speakers bureaus. Uh, Nicole is a teacher. And so you get like this mash of people who probably would not spend a lot of time together, but Mm -hmm. for the fact that they all really love comedy and they all really love performing. Um, and having that, um, that shared, uh, joy and love of performing, um, kind of it allows me to interact with people that I didn't wouldn't normally get to interact with. So it's a really cool thing to do. Um, but we'll start with, uh, so I, we moved here, <clears throat> it'll be two years in June. Uh, with, we, a, with this one, I, I'm so sorry, with a business like fervor, you're like next, next thing we're talking about, like you're ready. I'm back in man. I am, I'm back. The PowerPoint presentation has clicked forward a slide. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> we are making progress, believe it or not. I, I have to do this. I have to finish the story. <laughs> we will finish, I promise. I will tell everyone my very not exciting life story. Real quick. What is your go-to breakfast? Go-to breakfast. So you wake up early. Yeah. So I'm expecting a lot out of this. Is it is it a weekend or is it a weekday? I want both stories. Okay. So for weekend, we're no, no, no. Let's start weekday because okay. when people weekday. listen to it, it's gonna be a weekday. So um, most of you. Hey, good morning. Morning. Hey. Good, hey. You know, while you're eating your breakfast right now, I just want oh, you yeah, to think about. I just want you to think about all the people in your life that really care about you. Your mom. Yeah, your your family, your friends, yeah. your teachers, everybody who's like supported you, and I just all of them right now are thinking about you and hoping you're gonna have a great day today. So go out there, be they somebody. Know. They know you're gonna have a great day. Yeah, it's you. It's you. Yeah, right there. Absolutely. Just enjoy that next bite. Ah, mm. mm. oh, that was a good one. <laughs> that Thanks. that had a crunch to it. Thanks for chewing all the way. Yeah, that's that's a good life lesson. Just chew all yeah. that cereal. So. um... I, right now, am eating a lot of ham and eggs um, because I tend to enjoy, like, a hot breakfast. Um, we have cereal in my house, but... Um, it's more for slow days. Yeah. Once I... and Or, like, it's cereal when I, if I don't have... Ingredients. If, if I don't have time. Sure. Um, we always have we always have ham and eggs because... Time's an ingredient, Bobby. It's true. <laughs> um... So, Wait, yeah, we, we, we sorry. Our, would we, you say that time is an ingredient? We keep our time in a bottle <laughs> <laughs> above um, the stove. Yes, it's above the stove. It's above the stove because you never know when you're gonna need right. some. <laughs> Just bottled time. Exactly. Yes, it's uh, you know, um, it's right next to our um, time. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, our entire our entire spice rack is uh, jokes about '70s singer songwriters. So we have Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Time. We have Time in a Bottle. Um, <laughs> time in a Bottle. That was Parsley. I went there. Okay, that was wonderful. Ham and eggs. That was a really fun joke. I really enjoyed that. This is where we earn the comedy genre for this show. Yeah, we list it as a comedy genre, and it's not a comedy show. It is. There's it is. some funny stuff. We're, we're we gotta we gotta come in every day and earn it. That's how the, that's how this show works. We have to come in, earn the laughs, then we get the limb, we get then they slap on the genre. That's true. Otherwise, we're just an arts podcast. Yes. <laughs> Hi, this is Bobby McMahon. I'm here with. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Ooh, well, let's hear what you think it is. Jonathan Mustawi. Ooh, it's. Uh, Common mistake. Okay. Um, it's not ow. It doesn't hurt you. Okay. It's, uh, it's O. Like, oh, that's how you say it. Mostowy. 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 I don't expect anyone to know that, though, because it's not a name anyone's ever seen. Yeah. I, I highly doubt anyone's... The only the only, the closest is Jonathan Mostow or Mostow. I don't know how you pronounce it. The director. Oh, okay. If you literally just cut off the Y. Same name. Okay. <clears throat> what is the... Where's that from? Uh, I think it's Polish. Okay. I don't know because my, like, bloodline, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, and my last name aren't, like, the same. Okay. So I was me, and then, like, they slapped the new, a new name on me. Okay. When a new dude came around. Gotcha. That's such a shitty way to say that. My mom got married, and yeah. I took the name. I was, like, six. That's fine. But when I said, like, some dude just came by and get, like, that, 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 uh, my, my mom deserves the correction. Uh, <laughs> love you, mom. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's Polish. Um, this is whenever I Google it, whenever I do the uh, the old name search. Yeah. Um, whenever you Google yourself. Yeah. Uh, when I would Google the, the origins of the name, it would be... I always thought it was some kind of South American, but I believe it's something up there in the polls. Is there another... Um there is, is there an, another person with your name anywhere? My full name? No. Yeah. There's probably another Jonathan Mistoe. Okay. But Jonathan Matthew Mistoe, I'm the only one. Jonathan. I'm literally the only person with my last name. Nice. Or my full name. Wow. And I think that's pretty cool. I think so. However, it still doesn't help me on Google. No. <laughs> I still... Well, actually, no. My Google presence is a lot bigger now because I've been doing more and my name is out there more. But, like, it's still... Not the not the most impressive. There's still like random people in the images tab. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, it is a very unique name. Yeah. Are you? Is your name unique? Not particularly. So, McMahon is a fairly um, common name in Ireland. Um, so there's a lot of Bobby McMahons out there. Um, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. McMahon. Yeah. There you go. Now you got it. Um, quick story. Um, if he's listening. No, we hate tangents on this show. No, please. So, first time I saw Jonathan Nelson in a show, I actually thought he was British. I had never heard him ah. talk before. And I was like, he's re- I We have a British person here. Yeah. Well, isn't that fun? And I had, like, I hadn't heard him talk. And then I listened to your show, and I'm like, fuck, he's not British. He's so good. He's not British. Wait a minute. You're telling me you thought, because you've been in the theater for a little while. You're telling me you thought this whole time, for like months and months and months, like, we have a Brit dude. Yeah. 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 Someone's like, man, I just want some tea. And your thought, in your head, you didn't say it, but you're like, Jonathan probably has some. I, I was just like, oh, that's cool. He's British. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's fun. All right. That's cool. Hey, I wonder what his backstory is. I'd like to, uh, you know, so, uh, next time I talk, I'll talk him up a little bit. So then you listen, and... I just want to know when your brain when your brain broke. Well, it was just like, oh, he's not British. Oh, okay, he's got it. he's got it. He's got an American voice. So. And then when you heard the accents part, yeah, and then I was like, oh, well, that's fair. He's what? just an an incredible yeah voice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, quite the talent. So, um, but yeah, so there's a lot of people with my name. Um, one in, actually, uh, three or no, two in particular, which is very interesting. Um, one of them is a Fox, uh, sports soccer commentator. He was a professional player in Ireland for a long time. And so, um, you, if you Google Bobby McMahon, you will see a, uh, very cheery looking Irish dude in a suit. And it's like, he has, he writes columns on soccer and stuff like that. Um, the other, uh, wait, is, good, good looking dude or schmuck. I mean, it seemed like a nice guy. Okay. Like I, you know, it. I was like, oh, you know, Irish dude. Um, the other was a 9-11 firefighter. Oh. And so... Good looking dude or schmuck? I have never seen a picture. He's a 9-11 firefighter. He's a good dude. I, 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 <laughs> I have no idea what his physical appearance is, but obviously, you know, uh, a remarkable asked, human being. I originally asked, this is the first time, the first, the, when you just said soccer player, I was like, well, you don't want people, when they Google you, to see an ugly guy. <laughs> Like 9-11 firefighter. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to continue the bit. <laughs> oh no. So, but you, when you go, we went a couple years ago to the memorial. Uh-huh. And. Oh no, you saw your name. And I, and, and so, you know, I, I had Googled my name before. And yeah. so I knew that this existed. And he, um, <coughs> Bobby Dismas McMahon, um, he, uh, he has a road named after him. I think he was a, he was from New York. And, 
um, like he has an honorary street, and but like to you know to to see to see the name on on the memorial. Obviously, he and I don't have a shared life experience. You know, I'm not a firefighter, any of that. Um, but there is something very to me. Can you blow um, up that candle real quick? Okay. Wow, you are not a firefighter. Nope. Now oh, you are. I got wax on me. Oh, oh. no, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You I, I I I blew too much. That was too aggressive. Too much blowing. All I wanted was a little firefighter bit. Yeah. But um, like the the <laughs> connection of having the same name to me is strangely profound. Sure. It's like. We have we like we have a same identity. Like that is a thing we share. Like your name, you ask people, it's like, oh, do you like your name? And most people are gonna be like, yeah. Even though they had no choice in it. It's uh-huh. Like you were given this name at birth, and yet this is so wrapped up in what makes you you. Like, you know, if your name was like Doug, Doug. Doug's a fine name, yeah. but like you would, you know, I feel like your life would be very different if your name was Doug. Versus Jonathan, so to see to see someone who shares that profound, deep connection uh, in terms name. of that name and identity, who has gone and done something remarkably different than my own life, it was like you just kind of sit and look at it for a minute. So, is it give you the idea that hey, someone? Because I feel like th- th- this may be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. But the idea of, like, your name can stop you from doing things kind of thing, where it's like, I could have done something like that with that with my name. My name is, uh, would be able to do this. I see what player. you're saying. Yes. Um, I do, well. Probably not a thought. Probably not a thought. For, it's not, it's not something that I would think of. That, like, I mean, I'm a tall white guy in America. The world is basically my oyster. Yeah. Um, the, and yeah, I mean, you, you run into like very real circumstances of, um, people who have very specific names, um, who are unable to get jobs because of the name at the top of their resume. I mean, you yeah. know, are you talking like, um, I hate to go immediately here, but you're talking like someone whose name would be Adolf or have Hitler in their name kind of thing where it's like, you, that's hard to get by with. Not not to that degree, but like um, it's been shown that that people who have names um, from you know like uh, countries like Iran, Iraq, um, that you would generally uh, call Middle Eastern. Gotcha. You put that at top of a resume, they're going to get less hits on their searches than someone named John Smith. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there there's those sorts of biases that people deal with, um, but in terms of like a personal limitation or freeing. I've never, never felt, felt that. I've never felt that either, but I've always felt like, um, Oh, here's, here's what I'll get a little vulnerable. Okay. The last name to me, um, uh, basically the person who I got it from, I don't really talk to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not like speaking to my dad basically, but, um, I have found it within me to like, m- Use it as like a thing of like I'm gonna make this mean something. I'm gonna, yeah. make, I'm gonna make my full name mean something. Yeah. Not like I need validation, but more like after already doing something and googling it, it's like wow, this, I'm re I'm reassigning what this name means. Mm-hmm. Have, being someone with only that name, and it's like um, I guess my thought process was like if you have the wherewithal to Google your name, I feel like you 
you think about things maybe a little more than you probably want to, or maybe mm-hmm. more than maybe would be necessary. But just like, let's just say, and this is where I was thinking you mm-hmm. were going, not where you were going. So I'm not lumping you in, but this is why I asked the question, I guess. And I, I want to get it out because I feel like it's, 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 uh, would fully flesh it out. Where like you being a performer now, like mm-hmm. if, if you were to Google your name, you might show up on like a couple of show events kind of thing. Yeah. So like, now you're 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 part of the uh, cr- group of people sure. who are rewriting what Bobby McMahon means, mm-hmm. and that's 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 where my mind goes. Oh, like, okay, yeah. Like again, when you when you Google mm-hmm. Jonathan Mustoe, it's like, do you mean Jonathan Mustoe, the director? Mm-hmm. No, no. I meant me. My goal. <laughs> I meant I meant Johnny Max. I I don't I don't ever want to be famous, but my goal would be uh, when someone Google's Jonathan Mastoey, it doesn't correct them because there's enough on me to like. <laughs> you probably <laughs> meant this person. That would be that. I, that that is I think that's a fair. deeply like sp- like yes. It's like I am. I've achieved enough in my life where the internet doesn't think. I'm wrong to exist in the way that I do. That's all I want. That's, that's all. That's, that's all that was. The Hitler joke, the uh, 9/11 joke, whatever it is. It was all just to say I want my name to be not on autocorrect. Yeah, not on autocorrect. I like that. That's, that's good. All. That's good. That's all. So you moved here. Yeah, I we're, moved here. We're back. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm less, I'm, that, that, I feel like that tangent didn't go as well as some of the others, so I'm less inclined to start a new one. Sure. In fairness to you, I want to backtrack <laughs> just a second. Um, you did not make a 9-11 joke. You made a comment about uh, a not knowing the appearance of a person who uh, was very brave. and um, Absolutely. Uh, to whom we owe a debt of gratitude as a country. Mm-hmm. Um, you did not know what he looked like. <laughs> so that's not, to me, a 9-11 joke. And I feel oh, like you right. should give yourself more credit than that. <laughs> you do not seem like... So there's a... There, and when I said he, it, I Here we go, wrong. another change. Um, there is a group of people, um, and I, you know, who, like, obviously, comedy is a fairly expansive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, for instance, like, Louis C.K. making jokes about... Parkland survivors, and I'm like, you like shock to me is <clears throat> you get like two sh- good shock jokes and then you're done. Like you can't like if you're if you're the intent of a bit is to simply shock the audience into laughing uncomfortably, which is what I did with the firefighter joke. Maybe I, not, maybe not maybe not grotesque, but like. For 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 the and this is I have a, such a counterpoint to your great point, yeah. which is like I think different levels of people earn more amounts of how much they can say that's shocking. Louis, before all the shit went down, yeah. he had about five or six. I think he could do a set where yeah. you're just like you get to do those. Me, I get the firefighter joke. You get one. That's yeah. the one I get, and it can't be too bad. Louis's down down to like negative five. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Louis talks, and we hate him. Yeah. And so I'm like, I just, I don't, like, go away for a while, man. Like, disappear. Go, go away and learn how to treat people with respect. And then do a shitty special where you apologize, and the, the special sucks because we all hate you. And yeah. then re-enter society. I just, I, I the other, like, Be or, or not. Like, maybe just, like, go take and your disappear. bucket of money 
and like do something like I want you to like go into like Appalachia and give all your uh, your your dirty masturbate money to yeah. uh, uh, fighting opioids, and then you have atoned for your sins. Do and, something, like, yeah. something. And instead of just like sitting in New York and then like going and doing bits at the comedy cellar and like oh yeah I'm back now no so I get I get very frustrated with um it's like these this sort of line of thinking that um holding men accountable <laughs> for behavior that um was still bad twenty years ago uh, but didn't get like. That the people attention. weren't calling them for. Yeah. Like, no, it's like, what changed? It's like, well, now we're having to atone for the bad things we've done. <laughs> what changed? We know about it we now. We know about it. Indeed. And also, it's like, like our society has changed, or it's hopefully changing to the point where um, women have some agency to be able to speak about their perpetrators and not yeah. just be smashed to the side of the rim. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you're talking about the Cosby thing, right? Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, oh, yeah, geez. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like... I saw him live one time. Yeah? Yeah. And it was like a couple years ago. Damn. And it was like, it was a good, it was a good set. It was good. But if you take all the the bad thing away, like, again, the facade, yeah, the facade he was putting on was working. Yeah. And he's just like, I yeah. think about it now, I'm like, oh, I gave him money. <laughs> oh, oh, it just hurts. You didn't Everything know. hurts. You didn't know. I didn't know. You didn't know. Oh. Well, yeah. See, that's the thing that I, that's the thing. I want to make my. I want when you Google my name. I want it to be good. I don't want a lot of shitty articles. I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the one thing. Oh, one thing that we did. Um, Local podcast host makes <laughs> the tragedy joke. Thinks it's funny. <laughs> one thing that we did when we um, we were deciding what our, the names of our boys was going to be. We, we Googled them. Like we Googled the name. The full name. Like, yeah. And you know, hoping. That there wasn't like, oh know, my god, a horrifying rapist out there with That's that name. That's a thing that we have to do now. That's because a thing people you have to do. make terrible decisions. It's like, um, what was the Charles Manson? Yeah, there are people who walk around with that name. Yeah, Charles Manson. Yeah, I was like, hey, 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 I'm Chuck Manson, everybody. Nice to meet you. Chuck it's like, Manson. oh, you mean like that Charles Manson, the one who killed all those people? And then no, I'm, I just own, I just have an insurance business in Iowa. I just know. Okay, got and uh, I like I like ice hockey. Yeah. I'm a Blues fan. I'm a Blues fan. I you know I I got the I got the sweater. I I got it. Uh, my name on the back. My wife gave that to a couple of years ago. Three kids, I, love them all. They all have their own jerseys too. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. just Manson. Just, yeah. just, just Team Manson. Team Manson. No. Manson. Oh God, no. Oh, no. oh Jesus. What oh. do I do? That would be terrible. Sorry, Chuck. Sorry. If there, hey, hey, um, Chuck. Chuck Manson. Just hey, hang in there, and we know you're a yeah. good guy. Yeah, not the the main one, but the no, other, he's dead. Every, oh, yeah, he died in prison, like a year ago. Okay, I think. Well, that's that, that's recent enough yeah. that I don't feel bad for not knowing. It's not like it's it did not need to be front page news for you because it's like it did not impact your life. No. Yeah. I mean, I've read a lot about it, but but no. Yeah, they got that movie coming out now. Oh. Yeah. Great. So everyone named Chuck and have uh, three years of people, no, more people knowing about it. Yeah. Because there's a movie about it. Yeah. There's a really fun Twitter string right now. Or actually, it was actually a couple months ago. But like everyone who had a celebrity matching name or like someone who was in the news yeah. and was just getting shat upon. It's yeah. like, it's not me. I'm, I'm a, a software programmer in Austin. It's like, I, I am not, you know, 
like, you know, my, my name is Robert Mueller, but I'm not the Robert Mueller. I, I just, I coach soccer. Please leave me alone. I think there and was, so it's this whole string of people like them. I think there was, I think I saw a tweet once of like someone named Brett Kavanaugh. It was like, oh shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was right about that time. Yeah. 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 Cause he was just getting shot upon. Ah, yeah. Poor, um, good person, Brett, yeah. <laughs> Brent, whatever. Sorry. So, you any, any, listener, any listeners out there named Brett Kavanaugh who are not the uh, deep bag Brett Kavanaugh, just hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. It's going to get better. I hope so. Just just stay a good person. Stay in your lane. Yeah. People who love you will love you. Maybe go buy Bobo. I don't know. Yeah, That's a fun name. It, maybe go buy Ben for a little bit. Yeah. Just change ben it Kavanaugh. up. Ben. Hey, Ben Kavanaugh. Yeah. Why don't you just go buy Ben? Ben uh, hmm. Why don't you just get a quick... Nickname Vaughn Ben Vaughn Ben there Vaughn. Hey, that's a good name. That's a good name. Ben Vaughn. Nice to meet you. Probably a lot of people named Ben Vaughn. Hey, Ben Vaughns, you keep hanging in there. <laughs> the, we, you got some new friends coming in for a little bit. It's going to be a little tight, but we need you to welcome them like one of your own. Squish, squish everybody. <laughs> squish. Everybody squeezing. Everybody get tight, get tight. <laughs> nope. Door's got to close. Door's got to close, guys. Door's, door's got to close. we got to get in. You cannot hold seats. Just get in there. We'll figure it out when we get going. Yeah. So you moved to Richmond. I moved to Richmond about, uh, it'll be two years in June, and uh, we were looking to make like a lifestyle change. Um, Where'd you move from? Uh, the northern Virginia suburbs. So you've been uh, basically in Virginia your whole life? Uh, no. I was born in Alaska. Um, uh, I am a, I'm an Air Force kid. Oh, so, okay, okay. So, uh, Marines kid. Oh, very nice. Later um, in life. So with, um, with, uh, um, with your name dad or no. was your mom the, the core? It's my stepdad. Okay. My stepdad, Teddy Gilmore. Okay. I can say his name, right? He doesn't care. It's up to you. He doesn't listen. Okay. I just, I realize I've never said his name out loud on the show. Oh, on the show. Yeah. Okay. I've never once said his name. Is it like a Beetlejuice thing? So it's like the same thing times. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> You have to say Beetlejuice three times. Rumpelstiltskin, you just say once. I know, um, it's Bloody Mary. If you say Beetlejuice, 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 Michael Keaton appears. Oh. Yeah. Have you not seen Beetlejuice? I'm bad at movies. Okay, that's that, fine. That's well known. It's also, but it's also like, um, that was not, like, that came out not at a good time for you. Was when I, you, you were not alive. <laughs> I was going to say, was I alive? Yeah. <laughs> 91. Yeah. So, yeah, that was not... I think that was 88. No, I'm just bad at watching movies. I don't... I don't think they're worth two hours to sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. And not, not, not to say, like, oh, movies are a waste of time, but, like, when I'm like, what do I want to do for the next two hours? Do I want to watch The Martian? Okay. Or do I want to play video games? Sure. Let's say. I pick video games every time. What are you playing right now? Right now, I'm not playing too much. I'm kind of just dabbling on... Uh, with friends like Fortnite, but what I've really liked doing, um, when I have some serious, serious downtime, and this is often during football season on Sundays, um, if I didn't have practices or if they got canceled, I wouldn't bail on them if you're listening, but if they, if they weren't happening and I was just watching football, mostly in December when everything was ca- getting canceled a lot, yeah. like the snow day, uh, I would play Minecraft and just oh, like fun. listen to the game. No audio. I have no audio in my ears. It's yeah. like, I'm just like, just like building, just like. Like watching football and like very relaxing. Oh. I highly recommend Minecraft. If, I like if, and I have it on the uh, PS4, so it's very fun. Okay. They say that about Tetris, that it's very uh, meditative. So, my favorite people are the people who are Tetris masters. Mm-hmm. The people who can beat the game. 
There's a you can beat the game. I'm pretty sure you can beat the game. Okay. I don't know if it's a certain score or a certain number of rows, but I've seen I've watched these like mini documentaries on people who are just like they whatever the ultimate Tetris award is, sure, they achieve it. Wow. And I think it's like getting to the end. Okay. Like it gets crazy. There's a version I think where you don't get to see any of the pieces. Oh wow! So that you don't, you just you see it for the first time when it starts to drop. I think you might only see it in the window, the preview window. I think you get to see what the first one is, and then I think you just see that. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think these people. Again, I I wish this is where I, I do want to Google it, but I encourage you, this 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 will be me encouraging you to find it on your own and kind of enjoy it at your own pace when when it, when when it calls to you. Sure. And anyone listening, of course, like there's a guy who. I think he's done it like blindfolded. Like he can beat it without because he has it all memorized. I think that's true. Wow. There's something crazy in that field, in that room. That may be in the corner of one room, but that guy is in that room doing something great Tetris wise. Yeah. That the the people's minds who are like really good at like Tetris or chess and are able to kind of see those sort of spatial relationships and imagine all those different possibilities. Like the same thing with like poker Uh masters who are like, I saw one thing where one of the guys was like, I don't know how people can play poker if they don't, if they can't memorize a deck of cards, like they'll go like through the cards and they're like, okay, yeah, the last four are going to be X, Y, Z or, you know, A, B, C, D. So yeah, it's like a poker player. You could literally just, I could take a deck of cards right now. I could deal them face up to you. Over the course of a minute, mm-hmm. a little more than one second per uh, how long, how long the card is there. Yeah, master would be like, here I'll have this. You'll win with a straight. I will I will continue to bet with three of a kind or something like that. Whatever beats what. Yeah, I, those are the ones. I and they would be able to tell you all the cards that you dealt in the order. They you'd have this, you'd have this, you'd have this, and you'd have this. Just from watch one minute of watching the cards, they would know everything. That was amazing. There was one guy. Um, okay, so I was watching this. Are you familiar with John Boyce? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. Yes, he is basically breaking Madden. Yeah, yeah. But 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 the fact that you know him for that is excites me because there's so much more. He, there's also all his Radio Shack diaries, which I very much enjoyed. Have you seen Pretty Good? No. Or Chart Party? No. Oh my god, Bobby. I, no, I've seen Chart Party, but like it's a it's a they, it's like my work. Like I usually like, I would I check in with him on lunch breaks. And so, like, Chart Party, they're, they're longer. They're longer videos. They're like At least 10. the ones I've seen, yeah. Okay, so all I'm saying is John Boyce is an incredible storyteller. I tell people this who don't like sports. Mm-hmm. He is a sports storyteller, and I love everything about the way. I love every video he's ever made. I even watched one of the ones about MMA, and I don't even like MMA. I plan on watching the rest of them. He did, like, a five-part series. It was great. Um, where was I going with this? Chart what? Party. Before that. What were we... We were... Um, Poker. Yeah. Um, he did a video once called Why Do I Do This? And it was cocking, it was literally covering poker. Um, I think it was covering like one hand. And then, of course, there's all these tangents along the way. But one of the guys he goes over is this guy who, when the hand's happening, he, every time, like, not every time, but like a lot of times, there's like 20 examples of him saying, like, I don't know, he's got jacks. <laughs> Motherfucker has jacks. No and he way. would call it exactly right because he's like the only way you'd bet like that is if you had an eight, mm-hmm. red eight, fucking eight of hearts in his hand. Highly recommend you watch that video. I will. Why do it's called Why Do I Do This? And it covers like, oh my gosh, it's just so good. 
John Boyce is amazing. I love John Boyce. Yeah. John Boyce, thanks for listening. Oh John Boyce, friend of the show. If John Boyce ever listened or did the show, oh my gosh, that's my dream. That's my new goal. That's. Do you have? Do you have a five? Like when you expand beyond just like friends from the theater and people you know, is there five people that you want to interview? No, but John Boyce is one of them. Okay. Uh, let me see. John Boyce, uh, Patrick Stump, Caleb Followell. A lot of my guys from Scott's episode. Um, non-theater, like, famous people? Yeah. Um, Will Ferrell. Okay. And then, I don't want to lock in on an actor, but I'm very positive I could find someone who's influenced me that I would want to talk to. Mm-hmm. But those four, that's a good four. Yeah. Two musicians. Um, Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Big fan. He's, I, he's a really nice dude, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I got to uh, chat with him after a show once. Nice. Yeah. He was doing a solo tour, so he was more open to chit Oh, yeah. I would so imagine. Fun. So you moved to Richmond. So I moved to Richmond. Uh, no, sorry. No, we, we, were, we were actually... We had gone back in that story. Um, you started in Alaska, and I want to hear the journey. Yes. Okay. So I started in Alaska. Um, I, I grew up mostly in Virginia. Uh, so I did, like... Um, my dad moved around, and we stayed uh, still. Um, but cause my, my parents split up when I was four or five. Yes. So we stayed still, dad moved around. Um, and so that's home, but I'm also li- from a military community. And so like, they always say, it's like, Oh, well, you know, when you, when you're in the, when your mom or dad's in the service, you know, you move every three or four years and you make new friends and stuff like that. Uh-huh. My friends moved every three or four years. And so like, there was this constant cycle in and out. And so, you know, even though like we stayed still, it's like when half of your friends leave every three years, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a different kind of, uh, community. I never thought about the people I left behind. Yeah. Huh. How many places did you live? Not many. Okay. Um, I lived in St. George, Utah for 10 years. Okay. Missouri for a year, Fort Leonard Wood, mm-hmm. uh, South Carolina, Pufert, and then New Orleans. And okay. I moved here. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, like a good amount still. Yeah. More, more than your average person, I'd say. Yes. Most people just like stay in the same place. That's interesting. Um, you know, I, oh, no, no, yeah, you're right, you're right. Regular people, civilians. Yes. <laughs> they hate that. <laughs> Most, yeah. People who, uh, like when I was a kid, I didn't know other places to go to the grocery store other than the commissary on, on base. It's like, there's like, wait, what's well, a food line? How do people get groceries if they can't go to the commissary? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? It's like other grocery stores don't have like a person who like brings your bags out to your car and puts them in for you. Yeah. 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 You don't have an exchange. Yeah. What do you buy your TVs? Where do you buy stuff? What do you buy electronics? What do you yeah. get? What do you get clothes? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do all of your clothes, like, um, you know, you were probably also dressed like a small, um, member of the Marine Corps in the same way that I was dressed like a small member of the Air Force. Um, I had, when I was a little kid, like a, like a bomber jacket, like a fighter uh, pilot jacket that my grandparents had got on at the BX. So, so funny. No, my dad was the least military at home. Oh, okay. Which I thought that was good. Um, and also I was... I was like a 16 year old when when they got married. Okay, so I never had that. That, but uh, I'm trying to think if my my, my siblings did. Um, th- this is the thought I've been having the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. I would see a car stopped in the middle of the road as I'm driving. Yeah, and for some reason, it's been years since I was even on a base with this. Can I guess? 
Yeah. Did you thought? Did you think it was five o'clock and they were playing, they were playing the anthem? Yeah, they were playing. I was like, I was like, do I need to stop too? And then I'm like, no, you crazy person! You haven't been on a military base in years. It has been seven years since your last. Ba- it's eight. What are you doing? Go. <laughs> to explain to the people who who did who please, have been on base. So, um, twice a day on a military base, they play the anthem and taps over a base-wide set of loudspeakers. The, and the shittiest loudspeaker, looking loudspeakers you could have ever. Very tinny, very, very hard to hear. And so everyone stops their cars because because the, these very uh, solemn, important songs are being played. And so for people who have not had that experience, Please. it is hard to explain. It's like, what, just everybody stops their cars? Everybody's okay with it? Yeah, we're about to we're cracking into the brookies right now. The brookies, and if you were if you were standing outside, if you were just like outside playing, you had to stop and stand at attention. Yeah, not like with your hand on your head, like hands at your side, but like you you had to stop whatever you were doing, and it's like it's kind of an anxious feeling because it's like, oh no, everyone's watching. Like if I don't stop, like yeah, and I gotta just like sit here. Yeah. Also, I'm the person. Um, I don't do this every time, but I will stand up at my house if the anthem is on. Like, if there's, like, a football game, I'll stand up. Yeah. You, like, hand over your heart? Or usually, yeah. I I like that. I don't do that. That's fine. It's a TV show. <laughs> but I think there is something to be said about, like, well, just you being you, you buying into this thing. Yeah. And, like, nobody asked you to do that. It's just as fun for the entire world. But you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to go the extra mile, kind of thing. And I like that. Do you want uh, some water? No, that's good. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna go. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. We also need to. Uh, we need to take a, a selfie so that we can. Oh, for that for the we, show? Yeah. Get this on the gram. Oh, you're gramming. I gram. Oh wow. Let's see if I get it. Do you have enough light? Oh, no, it's not even close. All right. Because I have this, we can use this. Oh, it's a little, it's a little harsh, but like it'll harsh. do the... Let's see if we can get it. All right, let's go. For the gram. For the gram! I don't get to do... I don't get to do a lot of daytime episodes. Oh, yeah, everybody, everybody's... Uh, right now, my children are... Or when I left my house, my children were napping. Interesting. So this is this cookie is, butter brownie. It's it's legit napping. Yeah, I guess you wake up at six, you get a nap. Yeah. This also was their small bodies. They need rest. It's so funny because the reason I take breaks. <coughs> oh man, we just coming back and it's all like crazy. The reason I take a break in December is because it's so hard to schedule. Yeah, and I I realize that I have to give up. Every time I um, I reach a point where it's too hard to schedule. Yeah. And you were one of the ones that was like, because you have kids in the life, like, it's hard to schedule these things. So you're from Richmond. Yes. All right. Well, so actually, I grew up um, yeah, you grew in up the Yorktown-Williamsburg area. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that like, like near Fort Belvoir area? No. So that is, if you drive an hour down 64... Near Bush Gardens, mm-hmm. that is near where I grew up. Um, growing up in a 
uh, a touristy area because Colonial Williamsburg is there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's very strange because everyone comes to you for their field trips. Um, so, like every like most of my friends for our summer jobs, like everyone worked in something touristy. So either like I was a one summer I was a bellman at a hotel. Other people worked at Bush Gardens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's just it's these things that are run by uh, you know. Come here and gangs of qualified teenagers. Come here and watch our our high school best. Yeah, <laughs> whatever high school it was. What was high school? Well, I went to Grafton High School. Come watch Grafton High School's best. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a uh, it's a very interesting place to be from. And then I went to um, I stayed in state for college. I went to James Madison University. Go Dukes. Huh? Um, I know so many people from JMU. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a really good school. Oh, like, all right. It's all right, all right. I, I will <laughs> fight anyone. I will I will peek that little recorder. I will peek this. <laughs> Rest I in will peace. blow your ears off. <laughs> if you say that JMU is not the best school on this planet. Just at uh, Bob Frank Pat <laughs> on uh, Instagram and all your complaints and any headphone or medical bills. <laughs> Don't worry. He's a dad. He can. He knows what to do. He's watched a YouTube video on... Please, please equalize this recording. Oh, I will not. <laughs> oh, I will not. <laughs> you, you dug your grave. <laughs> please, please just camp down those peaks. Please I, I, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to set them off the road. <laughs> oh my gosh. We, uh, uh, it's so funny because when I started this show, it was two-hour minimum. Yeah. And then after season one, I was like... It's too long. People keep telling me they can't listen to all of it. Yeah. It's too much time commitment. Mm-hmm. Hour minimum now. Now I get to an hour and a half, and I'm like, we are just getting started. Just getting started. We still haven't like finished the first story we started. I'm yes. pretty sure. We're just getting. How are we doing on time? We are. Let's see. <clears throat> We're about an hour and a half in. Okay. Um, and I'm getting picked up at four for going to Anthony's parents' house for dinner. Oh, very nice. Oh my gosh, it's, he's the best cook. So I'd say we have a good. To make your episode one of the good ones, we got a good half hour. Okay. It'll be a two-hour episode, but it'll be, like, full. Okay. It won't be like, oh, we need to get two hours. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we should focus more on making sure we get the, to the conclusions of all these stories we've started. Yeah, we gotta we got to tie these strings up. we got to tie these strings gotta up. we got to tie these loose ends up. we got to tie them up. Okay, okay. so under, I understand the kind of, like, towards that. I lived in New Orleans for five years. Yeah. So I totally get it. I mean, in every job that I had while I was there, I was either cooking for people who, yeah. like, wanted to be there or I was carrying them around in a tricycle kind of thing. So You, like, were, you were a rickshaw. Yeah, a okay. pedicab driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so funny to hear a rickshaw again, because that's what people who didn't know what the fuck they were looking at would be like, oh, it's a rickshaw. And I'm like, well, rickshaw is actually, I think it's the one where I carry you. And it's, always, it's a wagon. That's like a, like a little back. Okay. It's what you'd put on the sides of, like the poles would come out and you put on like the sides of a horse and yes. like a wagon. But like I would carry it instead. Okay. But no, this was like an actual tricycle. Yeah. No, yeah. I understand. So no, they, um, I had a, I worked with a guy for a long time. Um, who was named Rick and would ride and would do the pedicab thing, but he called it Rick's rickshaw. So I just assumed it was called a rickshaw. Welcome to Rickshaw's Rickshaw. Yeah. Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> what is an emporium? <laughs> it's, it's a store that has, every, well, I don't know. Actually, I picture I, an emporium being like a giant warehouse with a small amount of things in it. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Very high shelves. So, um, no, I, I've spent most of my life in Virginia. Um, 
I did JMU. So I, I did JMU, and then I um, worked for a little bit, and then um, I did a year of AmeriCorps service. Oh, cool! With uh, Habitat for Humanity in nice. South Georgia, and not th- what I not what I expected. In southern Georgia, it is <laughs> middle of nowhere. It is it, you like you drive an hour, you drive two and a half hours southwest of Atlanta, and that's how you get there. If you uh, uh, our former president Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter's from Plains, Georgia. Plains and Americas are maybe fifteen minutes apart. So, where is Macon, Georgia, in reference? Is Macon in the north part? No, Macon's middle Georgia. So Macon is an hour and a half from. Um, from Americas. Interesting. So if you go to if you go to Macon, you keep going. You go to Warner and you hit Warner Robins. Kind of hang a left at Warner Robins, and that's where we are. Cool. So, so I was there for a year. Um, it was really it was a, a, a really amazing community because everyone's there. Like you either have are you live there a long time or you work for Habitat, and so like the people are really good. Um, everyone's nice. Yeah. Everyone's having good. dinner at five thirty. Um, if you want to go down to the Johnson house, they have a nice meatloaf. But if you're feeling more like spicy, they got a curry going over mm-hmm. at uh, the Jeffersons. Yeah, no, it's good curry. <laughs> no, the uh, Americans recently got in the news. Um, there's a there's a pizza place there at Pat's, and it's just like it's just like the pizza place. It's good. Um, on St. Patrick's Day, Pat dyes his beard green. It's like hey, it's mm-hmm. a fun place. Yeah. Um, so Will Ferrell, among other people, some some Hollywood elites uh-huh. came into South Georgia to um, knock on doors for whoever the the woman running for the Democratic seat for the Georgia Senate was. Uh-huh. I forget the name, um, but it, some some people didn't take kindly to these Hollywood elites, and then like they came to Pat's, and then Pat took pictures with him because like holy crap, there's Will Ferrell in yeah. my restaurant. Yeah. So people are like we need we need we need to get, you know boycott Pat's. It's like wait, like the pizza place has been here forever. Like he can't have a different opinion than you. But, and damn, so it kind of weird, just a, a weird thing that it popped up on the news. It's like yeah, yeah, a town you had been in for a year and yeah. nowhere. Exactly. It's like who cares about Pat's, man? It's like all right, jeez. So, um, spending a year there. So I did there. Um, I went to grad school for journalism and then I uh, graduated there uh, worked about five years as a reporter in DC um, covering a bunch of stuff and then uh, kind of journalism requires that you work a lot and you work at hours that news is happening which doesn't always coincide with like when children would like to hang out with you (laughs) when they want to hang yeah like hey dad I'm home from school you want to you want to hang it's like no sorry something happened um so I, I made a career shift to be like a communications person rather than a reporter and um, spent, uh, I think about, it was about two years at my firm um, before we made the move south because um, we wanted like a different kind of life. Like Richmond's a really nice town. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot to do here. Um, people are really nice. It's affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, we You can get places. Um, I can go from my house in the suburbs to the theater in 20 minutes. There's no hour drive within the city. Exactly. It's amazing. It's yeah. a really great place. So not, not a lot of big traffic either. Maybe someone like 95 or whatever, but yeah. like, that's normal. Yeah. Don't go in peak times. No. Just, just, no. Plan an extra five minutes. <clears throat> and you're good. And you're good. Yeah. Literally, literally five minutes will make traffic yeah. easier. It's awesome. So, um... You just, yeah. like, you just knew about Richmond. Yeah. So, and we, like, 
my mom is still in southeastern Virginia. Uh, my wife's family is still in southeastern Virginia. So it was like closer to family. It was a good move. So I, you know, I still work one day a week in D.C. I telecommute the rest of the time. So, like, we moved down here. My wife got a new job. That's what kind of sparked the move. Um, but, like, I didn't, you know, have a lot of friends. We didn't have a lot of connections. You know, it wasn't like I started a new job and I got all these, you know, new people I'm hanging out with. Um, and a friend of my wife, who's become my friend as well, um, her brother is very good friends with Matt Newman. Oh. And we were having lunch one day and she said, oh, well, you know, my brother and his, my brother's uh, really good friend, Matt, uh, does, you know, comedy at this theater. And so I checked it out and, um, it was a while before I decided I was going to take classes. Like I didn't go to a show before I signed up for classes. I was just like, you know what? This, I'm going to get up. I'm going to meet some people. Um, I'm going to do some stuff. And I had done, I didn't stand up in college, um, we had a, there was a group of us who did regular shows at JMU. Um, I used to have a, a, um, a column in the JMU student newspaper that was funny. Um, I, especially when my first son was born, did some like funny stuff for, um, the Washington post and other places about like, also it's really weird being a dad who writes because there's like four of us. Like, if you're a mom who has a blog, like, there are a lot of you. It's weird being a big white dude, being an underrepresented voice. Interesting. That has never happened Not often before. are, yeah, white people not uh, represented strongly in numbers. White men. White men. Not a lot of, not a lot of white men talking about parenting in terms of the oh, streams yeah, 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 of information. Yeah, yeah. It's that like, thing where, like, a, da- a dad is, like, just a good dad and everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, he's yeah, the best dad. But, like, a mom does it. It's like, that's expected. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that bullshit. Yeah. It's real low expectations for me. I'm like, yeah, 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 it's, it's, yeah, we are, I'm hanging out with my kids. It's like, that's just really great to see. It's just great to see. I'm just glad you're around. I'm just glad. Just thanks for being here. So, um, (laughs) so I had done, like, funny, creative stuff before. And that was something that I always really enjoy doing. I like doing it. Um, and I was looking for an outlet for that. Um, and I was also looking for people to do it with because I mean, you, you know, you know, this too, like writing or recording stuff. It's very insular. Like we're in a fairly small room right now. If you're editing in here, you're doing it by yourself and you got your cans on. Mm -hmm. Um, so looking for like people to be funny with, Mm -hmm. um, and I found theater and I was like, one day I was just like, you know what? Sign it up. Uh, Did you even do a free view? No. Just, just you know, hits, uh, pay my money, sign up for a class. See you on uh, Thursday. Yeah. And, like, I, I feel so fortunate that the group of people that was in my one-on-one class. Such a good group. Such a good group. I still talk to so many of those people. Yeah. They're really fun. They're really funny. Everybody's from kind of different walks of life. And we just like, it's like, okay, I got it. No, no one was the asshole in the room, but everybody was on board with what was happening and wanted to be a part of it and wanted to learn. And, um, it was, it, it was so weird cause I just started 401 and, um, not all of us have been able to do like the numbers have dwindled. Yeah. yeah. And, but it was like, Oh, 
Mason, Matt, yes, we're all here. This is gonna be great. So, um, but like um, Emily Haswell, who does, um, who is in Yellowstone, she is in my group. Um, uh, two guys, Schwartz, Alan West, yes, Alan West, Alan West, who um, have I don't know what um, they um, they did some commercials for America's Most Mysterious Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, uh, I have yet to ever watch any because I'm always You're in the green busy room. like working. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember actually, I, I, <clears throat> me and Pete read for uh, a short film that Al's making. Yeah, yeah. So they do, Alan West do a lot of short film work. They've, they've um, submitted some stuff to some, um, some, what are they called? My brain is going blank. Festivals, that's the word. Yep. Um, so really creative, really talented guys. Um, a couple of people who have moved away, um, who were in the service, um, but... Just a really actually, um, and Zach Bosch, Zach, who now does um, stand up around town. Um, we were in the same class together. Yeah. Oh yeah, Zach. Oh, oh stand up class. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I was like, no, he did one hundred and one, and then he took a break. So no, we did. Um, we did stand up class together, and then we did we do like mics together occasionally. Nice. So just a, it's like you just feel very fortunate that you found this group of people that yeah. was like. <clears throat> everybody's here for the right reasons. Everybody's good. Um, and then people who like haven't found like an outlet in the theater. Like, um, one of my good friends from, from that kind of cohort, um, uh, Mason, who just a really good guy, really likes performing. Um, love Mason. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. So fun to play with. He, so, um, Amy Dean is taking 401 class with us. Oh, um, my God. People who don't know who Amy Dean is oh, need I, to get on the Amy Dean train right I am now. trying really hard to get her on the show. Amy Dean. She is pushing back. It's, I, like, she, I, I just, I, the first time I saw her on stage, I was like, this is everything that I like. She is just a wonderful performer. Amazing. And super energetic and really funny and also just the nicest person that you're going to meet. She is genuinely that person. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. She had, she did a scene in a, that my wife adored where she, and I forget who was the other person in the scene. Um, but it was during a showcase and, um, student showcase. It was during a student showcase and they were synchronized swimmers and, um, cockroaches were crawling out of their nose and it was the most hysterical thing that it was just, it was like, waves of laughter were filling the room. It was just, ah. it was beautiful to see. That um, sounds like Amy. Yeah. And so she's in our 401 class and to watch she and Mason just, just ping pong off of each other is like, this is everything I like. Cause so. Amy can match Mason. Yeah. Not everyone can match Mason. Yeah. Mason, one of the reasons why I love the way that he does comedy, Mason gets weird. Yeah. And random seemingly. Yeah. And, Sometimes, especially in earlier classes, it's harder to follow something like that because you're like, I don't know what the fuck to do. But Amy's the kind of person who will support. She would rather die than not support you in that right. scene. And and I know that sounds like, oh my gosh, stop. That's true. Yeah, Amy yeah. would sooner die than not support. Yeah. So the fact, so yeah, putting them together, someone, so two great people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to see you. Like yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that there's a. Uh, one, one of the first one, two, well, A, B, or C scenes or whatever features those two. Yeah. It's good. Oh my gosh. Those. It's going to be so fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you have Kirsten teaching you? Yeah, we have Kirsten teaching us. Um, so, she's my one-on-one uh, TA. Oh, here he is. Full circle for oh, y'all. Wow. Um, 
Ebby is there. Um, Ebby, who I had seen in like one or two things, but I hadn't like need to get her on the show too. Yeah, she's good. Um, yeah, and then um, people who I never met before. Um, so still learning names, but it's a good group. Oh yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, we had, had one, one class. class. Yeah, yeah, one coming up. One, one literally two days ago. Yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah. So it's uh, it's, it's so. So yeah, um, the point to that story was um, so you have this. Commu- I have these people who like they have very much become my friends, um, and this community of people who I have found like one a really nurturing creative outlet. Um, the theater I think is special in the way that it's not competitive. This isn't UCB. This isn't Second City. Um, this isn't like Groundlings or whatever. Like, it's not a place where people like go and then are from. It's a place where people are and want to be. Yeah. Um, Patrick Gans had the great um, observation before our 301 showcase when he said, um, You're never going to get rich doing improv. You're never going to get famous. So, the only reason to do something is for the people right with you. And so, it's like, and, our, and I feel like our theater scene embodies that identity. So it's just like, it's a really fun place to be. And even like, for me, improv is not always fun. Like you are on stage and it's like, this, this sucks. I am, I am sucking right now. This is real bad. I have had times on stage where, yeah, I'm like, why am I doing this? This is terrible. This is, this, this is bad. And like, I hope, I wish no one were here. Um, also Patrick Gans, I, I, I always, I think about his quote a lot of, and I think he, I don't know if it was original to him or he shared it for somebody else, but, um, improv is great for people who like to sit around in bars second guessing their decisions. Um, and it's like, yeah, that's me. It's like, I was like, Oh, I should have done that. No, I missed that. Should have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that was bad. I should have done this. Yeah. Should have done that. So, um, you know, even when it's not fun, I feel like the people that I get to spend time with, um, are are really great. Um, <clears throat> it's so funny because that everything you said speaks to like so many points that I feel about like detective and stuff. Where it was just like one of the reasons why when we got to the end of our run we were so good was because we had all bought into the idea of like I'm going to go into this show and my main goal is to make everybody break yeah on stage mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it's so funny because I was talking to and I say a civilian. This time, really meaning it. Like, somebody who doesn't do comedy. Somebody yeah. who's never even been to the theater. Yeah. And it was like, they're like, you're really brave for doing that. And I'm just like, I'm not... I don't think... I don't... It's not brave. It's just like, that's where I have fun. Yeah. That's the fun part. You forget the audience is there a lot of the time. Yeah. Unless you're actually... Out, like, you, you, you decide to make a move where you turn and look at them. Like, I'm so, like, if we were doing a scene, I'd be like, I'm focused on this scene right here. Yeah. And what can I do to make, you're, you're so, you're so in, into it that you don't think about. You have things. to be, especially yeah. with improv. And that's the, the really special thing is like, I, I'm not building material waiting for jokes. Or, I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm not building material waiting for laughs. I'm not anticipating laughs. I just have to go and I have to be so focused on the two or, pe- two or three people I'm in a scene with that... You know, if I'm listening out for the audience, I'm not doing my job. Yes. And it's so funny because I feel like you're in this, um, 
it, it's, it's comparable to like being, I'm in a bubble mm-hmm. and the only thing that can permeate that bubble is like a big laugh. Yeah. And that's when you know, like I need to edit or I need to do that again. Yeah. Like those are the only two things that you pull from that. And it's just like, if, it was, if they thought it was funny, like maybe, maybe. And I think a lot to Nicole cause we both played with Nicole. Um, I think about whenever I played with Nicole, I'm just like, cause I, I, I make her break a lot. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, her and Taylor, I may, I undertake to make me break a lot. I, I think, but like, so it's like when they laugh, you can see her kind of smile. And I'm just like, gotcha. Oh, okay. I fucking, I know exactly with a poke. I'm gonna poke that bear. Mm. Go poke, poke that bear. I'm gonna poke that bear. <laughs> poke that bear. It's, it's it's a grizzly bear. It's a grizzly bear. And that bear gonna get poked. That poke that bear don't want me poke, but that bear gonna get poked. That bear, so much poking. Okay, so I feel like so you originally wanted okay. What was? Hmm. Do we do we tie t- tie those threads? I feel like we did. We, okay. So we have we have completed the story of how I got to the theater. Yeah. Um, I have a couple more like things. So we we talked about out. breakfast. Uh-huh. So that's good. It, you really only said uh, ham and eggs. Oh, so weekends are pancakes. We're a pancake family. Oh, yeah. That sounds like. That sounds picturesque. Yeah, it's it's re- it's real nice. Like um, you know, I'm I'm the cooker in the family, and so you know, I got my griddle, making pancakes. Kids are at the table. Of course they are. Yeah, wife's wife's you know wife's getting her coffee. So uh, it's real real Norman Rock, Rockwell stuff. So. But it's so nice. Like yeah. they'll have that. Their kids will have those memories forever. Yeah. Well, they're foreign too, so then they won't. Four year old is starting to remember things. Two is just like hey, I'm here. Hey guys, I'm a part of it. I I'm, 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 I'm ruining y'all's memories. <laughs> oh, he would not ruin our memories. You know what I mean. He is a beautiful special flower. <laughs> it's, it's like I, so this is one thing. Um, people, when parents talk to each other, especially parents of young children, and people who don't have kids are there. Oh, so I said ruin. No. Well, so a lot of what people hear is the complaint. The complaining. All the, oh, I couldn't, you got no sleep last night. Right. No one ever tells you, I had a great night with my kid, I got some great sleep, and we woke up and made pancakes. Right. But, like, everybody, like, parents don't need to talk about how wonderful having children is. Because, mm-hmm. like, we already get it. It's like, oh, yeah, I got a hug yesterday, and it felt like my body was filled with ice cream and unicorn joy. Like, that was my day yesterday. I had a hug that was filled with ice cream and unicorn joy. So, like, having that conversation, we're going to have that conversation. We're going to have it, like, once or twice. Like, I got a good hug yesterday. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I know how that feels. That's nice. And then the next time, I got a really good hug yesterday. Oh, like last time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then, yeah, yeah we get it. We, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Like, children are wonderful. Like, I but, got a big hug. I, then, my, my kid made me a picture and said, Daddy, you're my Batman. It's like, that's really nice. I, I feel I feel like a million bucks. Um, so, so, like, that's why we complain a lot with our other parent friends because, like, you know, oh, we get we get the premise of, like, why this is exciting. I will also put it out there. How often did you, like, would you, have you ever wanted to tell, like, a good story? And you just feel like you're bragging. Yeah. You're just like, like, I don't feel that way with, like, like people I'm very close to because, mm-hmm. like, we've, that's how we got close to sharing those stories. Yeah. But like, like for example, like if I would, if I were to like see you like, okay, so actually I have, I have a good example. Okay. I work with uh, a, a, a theater person. And so every time we see each other, we usually like get into a conversation if we're like in the mood. And oftentimes I'll like, 
I find myself like stealing it and just sharing whatever I have going on that day. And usually like that person is very kind and likes me. So they want to hear that. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, stop doing that. Like let them talk or complain because that is so much more the gist. Kind of like what you're saying. It's more acceptable for me to complain about something than it is to be like, I had this great show last night. This happened, this happened. And I have this awesome show coming up. Like, okay. Yeah. And what, what, what went wrong? Yeah. Where's the drama? <laughs> well, it's, it's that the, um, the how do you build empathy and connection with people? Yeah. Um, it's, it's through the sharing of good experiences and bad experiences. Um, it's the, the trap of Facebook so that when you will see this, you know, I see it a lot. I don't know. I would imagine that people do that. Um, you know, you have, you know, you, you, the pictures that people put of having kids on Facebook is like, here's all of us and we're all smiling and everyone's clean and no one has vomit on them. Um, and we're just like our perfect family and our perfect dream and our perfect house. And isn't everyone smiling? It's like, that's like a day. And then there's other stuff too. I feel like that's like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We (laughs) held together for 10 minutes. That's why everything we did at the beginning of the day was like, I need those 10 minutes. So I'm going to do all these things. And then as soon as the 10 minutes is over, it's like, well, we put a lot of stress on them. So it's going to blow out in the back end kind of thing. Yeah. And then sometimes it literally blows out in the back end. (laughs) I was hoping you would say that. I I cleaned Um, up, I cleaned up a spinachy poop today. Um, no, that's why like when I, um, kids are eating spinach. Yeah. That's we, uh, for the younger one. Yeah. It's, it's like a spinach thing and it just, it comes out green. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like he pooped out a leprechaun and that leprechaun just went to liquid. Yeah. It's real fun. Well, so when most leprechauns are, uh, pooped out, they turn into liquid. They do. They do. They yeah. don't come out like we, it's not like, they're the, not like crawling out. Yeah. <laughs> I made it through. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a quite a journey. There was a quarter still in there. You should get that looked at. <laughs> it's a big one. I found a gerbil in your butthole. <laughs> oh, fuck. He was very nice. He held me for three days and fed me. Showed me the ropes. He <laughs> had a robe and a beard. Why did you kid eat a tiny gerbil robe? Oh, that was my snack. It's my snack. My mom had me a little gerbil robe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I, what I try to post, I try to post, um, like, hey, good things and bad things. Like, Ooh, um, I'm gonna pull, I, I'm gonna pull up your Instagram yeah. while you're talking about it. Or I'm, I'm not. So I'm locked down mm-hmm. on Facebook. I'm not locked down on Instagram. So I never post about the kids on Instagram. Oh, so Facebook? Yeah. Okay, I can go there. So, I mean, that's why I'm also saying big one and little one, because I don't, like, this is a, this is a public-facing document, and so, my, there are enough things that I cannot control in this world, and, but one of them is putting out my children's names and approximate birthdays on a public-facing document, so, hence, well, big can, one and little one. We can definitely edit anything out you need to. Oh, I haven't used their names, though, so I'm good. Oh, this um, is a cute picture. Yeah. Th- th- these... So these pictures, which no one else will get to see, so I'll have to describe them. They look like just just pictures. Like this one, maybe you took a couple That's times. Door- no, we, that was that little one. So the picture is little one hugging 
a uh, ghost a light-up ghost statue. Ghost holding a pumpkin. pumpkin. And it's just, it's the most adorable thing in the world. But there is, so there's a picture. Let me find it for you so I can show you what I'm talking about. So I'll say this while you're looking. That picture looks like, um, at most, it was like, okay, now hug the thing. Yeah. And then take oh, a picture. Did it on his own. No, I, I, be- I believe that from you based on what you said, but also like the idea of um, that is just a normal picture. That is just normal for you. That is what you've made normal. Yes. So here's a picture. I'm going to describe it for. Uh, I'll, I will for you see this it morning until um, it's 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 my smaller son. He is sitting uh, on top of the kitchen table, quite shocked that we have found him. Um, the kitchen table is covered with. Let me see. Uh, a Hot Wheels playset, a this. new pair of tennis shoes, um, bubbles, an overturned uh, tissue box, um, and I believe my son is holding those might be Teddy Grand Bears. So Teddy Grand Bears. that's the kind of like, whoa, shit, types of things that I try to put out onto the Facebook. So it's like, hey, parenting, great. But also kind of scary. Wait, do you have? Oh, that's so cool. Okay, I won't. I won't say that out loud. Um, no, I love that because it's like it's real. Yeah. But like you've also, um, I don't know. I, this is all I want to say about it. Okay. I just feel like certain people who are parents, and I'm not like throwing shade. Certain people really take well to parenting. You seem like a person who's like really good at it. Thanks. Some people are less good. Some people don't aren't able to kind of do something like this or make it a priority. Yeah. And that's maybe circumstance or whatever, but like, I just love no matter what it is when I see somebody who is good at something doing that thing. Thank you. Thank you. And I would say that, um, my wife is awesome. It parenting is a team sport. Um, oh yeah. I'm just, I'm just highlighting the quarterback here <laughs> or, or the defense end, whatever position you are, yeah. whatever, not, not to rank. <laughs> so, but it is a, um, you know, like, it's a team sport. Anyone who's in a single-parent household, they know that their parent does the job of two or three people. Um, and so, like, having a good partner is amazing. And we're very blessed. Like, we have enough money to pay the bills, um, put kids in a good school, uh-huh. and that's really important. Um, and a lot of people aren't that lucky. And so, you know, just by, you know... We, we we got lucky where we were born to whom yeah. we were born to, and um, it's something that that I try to remember. But the um, it's also like the you know it's really cool. Little kids are really cool. Like they they learn so much, and the world is excited. Or excited, you know, the world is exciting, and they're not jaded about things. And um, I would also say the world is excited for kids, yeah, because they're new and they're like having fun. We call we call our children like our little ambassadors because they're just like I'm gonna go. So right now, um, so because I just realized I'm on an audio medium and I'm doing a pantomime. Um, I'm doing the excited kid run. Um, that perhaps if you've ever watched Daniel Tiger cartoons, you see him with his arms waving back and forth, running to something. It is quite a sight. Yeah. <laughs> so I always say, um, when I do the live shows, like if you want to see the physical comedy, yeah. come to the live show. Yeah. So feel free to do as much physical comedy as you want. Yeah. You should come to Fear Buddy's next show, which is, uh, we're on the second and fourth Saturdays of each month. So, um, the, Fear if Buddy you're listening to this, at uh, Unscrim. 
on the day this comes out, this Saturday's a show. <laughs> yes! Come tonight! <laughs> no, the day this comes out on a Wednesday. Oh, okay. Don't to come tonight. We're practicing. Come to, come or to whenever. Pra- come to practice! Come to practice! To set up on the on whatever! Just, yeah, get those deep cuts. It's like, the yeah, only it's, way you come to practice is if you hit him up the day this comes out. And the odds of something getting to the end of a two-hour podcast that comes out at 8 a.m. and being able to make a 7 o'clock practice, yeah. very slim. You count the two hours it's going to take, so mm-hmm. 8 to 10. And yeah. So that leaves about nine hours of, like, wonder. It's unlikely. And I may change my mind. I probably will. <laughs> so. Well, um, what is it? Uh, if I can ask, um, who brought you the, the chicken? Or the the rooster, I should say. My sister. She oh, got that from Hawaii. Very nice. I was, yeah. That's where we went on our honeymoon. Some of these are gifts. Some of these are just trinkets that I have. Okay. Um, the bobbleheads where my mom gave me those. Um, that's a picture from Dan. <laughs> so is this a... Certificate. Okay, so you have a... Has anyone ever talked about your slime time certificate? I think it's probably been up, brought okay. up a couple times. All right. That's that's quite amazing. Were you on, like, a show? I was on Slime Time Live when I was a child. I was a call-in guest. Nice. And I got to do on... I got to do the tic-tac-toe game. Okay. It is so much harder than... it's. it's first of all, it's already hard to do something... Play a, ga- a visual game over the phone mm-hmm. when you're like nine. Yeah, it might have been a matching game. It was a matching game. It was like we had a rows of cards. And you played the cards, and I was just like, uh, my part was being on the phone. I said like four things. I said, and then they asked if I want to say hi to anybody. I said, I love my nana. And that was it. <laughs> and then Josh Wright heard about it. I don't remember. I think I talked about it at one of the live shows, uh-huh. and he made that for me. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, framed it and everything. That's really nice. And so, yeah, it's one of my uh, absolute... It's so funny, too, because a lot of things that people give me are just, like, with my headshot. <laughs> so Anthony, like, made this calendar. It's on February because of the show. Sure. It's not February yet. Okay. I'll probably just leave it up that, that on that month for the yeah. rest of the year. Uh, I love you said what? I love my nana. I love my nana. I love my nana. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, my mom likes to make fun of me for that. Um, also in that time period, I got second place in a, in the competition where if you won, you got to go to Burger King with Jackie Chan. And you got second? I got, I, I'm, I'm willing to believe that a lot of people got second. Okay. But I got second, I got a t-shirt, and I ended up actually spilling chocolate milk on that t-shirt, uh, at Space Camp. Man, you just racked up like the Space Camp, Nickelodeon, Jackie Chan. Wow. Well, I wasn't only child until I was eleven. Yeah. So I had it real good. Nice. Yeah. Um, my Space my mom camp. was a really good mom. That's and, awesome. And Space Camp. That. That's like, bam. I got to do a week of Space Camp and a week of uh, the Aviation Challenge. Oh I had, yeah. I had a jumpsuit and everything. When my mom wow. showed up, we were playing volleyball, like legit Top Gun style, <laughs> and. <laughs> Um, so they have like a graduating class. So at the end, so from the, my mom came at the very end, mm-hmm. the end of the two weeks. Um, in the graduating class of my space camp was one of Bruce Springsteen's kids. Wow. So my mom was sitting down again. My mom's, my mom grew up in Jersey. Okay. 
four seats over is the boss. <laughs> just and just like full dad boss, like not like eight scars or like like no. the cool bracelets. He's just he like hey. doing his thing. Yeah, just I'm I'm happy. And then to see I was like, him. I grew up like loving this. I have a CD in my car right now. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I kiss you on the mouth? It's can so funny. If my you? mom was there now, she would totally do something. Yeah. Like talk to him. I don't think she did, but and maybe she got a picture. I don't understand. I thought that was like a really funny. Uh, I don't remember where that started. That was a very charming story. Yeah, I yeah. love Monday, you know. yeah. Oh, you asked me about the picture. That's right. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I have all these like wonderful, like little, just every little tiny thing in this room, like has a little story. It's so yeah. fun. I used to actually do a thing. Um, I, so when I first started this, I did this out of my room, and so I, I also had a room that every the wall was covered in just like little things. Uh-huh. Like most of the stuff you see here was in that room, but like yeah. I trimmed it down a bunch. So I would make people pick a weird thing, and I would tell the story behind. Oh, that's cool. But I don't do that anymore. It's been a long time. But I guess I kind of just did it a little yeah. bit. Now that I have stuff in here again, it used to be empty. Yeah. Um, a nice callback to the old days. Nice callback. Okay, yeah. so we are getting towards the end. <clears throat> so I want to know: Is there anything that you wanted to talk about? Because I have, I have one more like thing ready to roll. No, I'm not, I'm on your time. But no, but no, but as much as you are on my time, this is your episode. Mm-hmm. Like we could definitely go another episode, but that's like so far in the future. Like this is your episode for. Okay. What if this was the only episode we ever did? Okay. How do you do? You, do you, is there anything you want to talk about? Well, I'm t- I'm thinking back. <laughs> So the, about the, the things that we've talked about so far so and the, the positions I've taken, I have um, going. Let's see. Okay, I I I stood up for uh, women's equality, so yeah. that was solid. Got it. I uh, paid respect to firefighters. Yep, solid move there. Uh huh. That's core to me. Um, real good. Talked about. Uh, being a military kid, that's solid. Yeah. Um, good PR, good PR. Yeah. Did, did you know? Uh, you you shouted at everybody. I shouted so at everybody. So that's not the best move. It brings no. you down a couple points. I, but kind of wipes the firefighter comment off the board. It was it was for my school. So in the tradition of the Beach Boys, I was true to my school. So that was good. Okay, so we get some points back there. Thank I, uh... I, I gave a shout out to the incredible team at Fear Buddy, Fear Buddy Improv on Instagram. Please go check us out. Um, I uh, if you and, have also if you have like a a plug you want to drop, like feel free. No, nah, that would be that would be too um, much. That would be too much. Okay. I don't want to be that person Fear who Buddy just is like eh, just, come see our shows on the second and fourth Saturdays of each uh, month. Who would do uh, that? I don't know. They, everyone should. Do you know? <laughs> do you know who came to our show? It was um, it was Hollywood um, uh, fitness celebrity John Bastow. He was there. He was there. A muscular man was there that I only assume is fitness celebrity John Bastow, who came from wherever he is to our show. That's a lie. Okay. <laughs> you were looking at me like you might like there is there is like a forty percent chance because you and a lot of people don't. Remember the fitness celebrity John based out infomercials. Uh-uh. So he was a guy who had infomercials. Who was like, uh, "You you buy my tape, and I'll show you how to get like super jacked." Um, he's an odd looking man. Um, Sounds like it. Who's very who's very muscular, but um, and he he labeled himself as fitness celebrity John based out. Um, so so all right, we 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 name drop fitness celebrity John Bastow, and I, I stood up for people who have regular lives on Facebook. So I've I've covered kind of like the core like the, this is me. Yeah, I am uh, a dad performer. Yeah, I love John Bastow. Yeah. So the, the only thing I have then is uh, I want to know about your first creative moment. Oh, the first creative moment. Okay, so I was thinking about this on the way over, 
Um, Bless it. It's not. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna have to go back. Because do you want do you? Because right, so, the thing is, because the career you kind of got into that's a creative career. Yes, I did a little bit. I did a little bit of journalism. I did it in my junior year. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but I didn't like. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, I find that to be a creative thing. So that's mm-hmm. an early thing. You have to do you, there has to be an experience earlier on, but I'm thinking, and when this question has been asked, um, and you listen to Nelson's episode, right? Yeah. So right, I got about halfway through it. So he, he his was like, I, I hear all these things mm-hmm. and it's so funny cause I'm having, I have all these performers on or people who actually make things of them doing things. Like I think I've gotten like, we used to put on little plays like three or four times now. Mm-hmm. Like, and not that that's like not special or boring, but like, it's like, that is so indicative of these people. Like they are literally in their free time going and seeking out a stage yeah. because they love doing this thing. Yeah. So I want to know. We know you're on stage. We know you're funny. We know you write. We know you take the good pictures. Yeah. Good dad. What, when you were just you, when you were none of those things and you had nothing on the on the docket, what was the first thing you said? Oh, this. So this is a this is not a great story. That's In terms of this was like it doesn't have to be good. The You'll make story it is slightly racist. Okay. Yeah. So when so I, I hope that pause was thick enough that, uh, and pregnant enough where everyone was like, "Okay, we uh, we understand." Yeah. So I I cannot. So I was in eighth grade, and so there's there was times in my life when I did creative things, like I was in plays and stuff like that. But this was the first time that I remember like I made a funny thing and people liked it. Ooh. And when you're an awkward kid who doesn't, you know, like has friends, but doesn't really get along with people and like, doesn't really know how to talk to people sometimes and is, is, is anxious in that way. Finding a way through that forest to connect with people and like, have them like you. And you saw that really clearing. Yeah. So in, was it, yeah, it was eighth grade. We had to already an awkward time. Yeah, um, we had to put on a play. We had to we had to make a funny play, and I was teamed with a group of people who didn't really have a good idea of what they wanted to do. Interesting. And so I was like, okay, I all right, I'm in charge. I'll take charge. I'm leadershiping. Yep. Um, and. My family, a couple of months before that, had gone. We were seeing, we were visiting family, and we'd gone to a Mexican restaurant, and the waiter did not speak English. And this was very frustrating to my family because they ordered things, and the things that they ordered did not come out because the waiter did not understand us. Sure. As an adult, I understand that, you know, people who come to this country and maybe they don't speak English, that's okay. It's a hard language. It's a hard language. And, like... Learning a second language is hard enough. We, like, you come to... Everyone should come to America. All right, so, that I, I will... One more soapbox. Um, <laughs> like, we should have, like, like, our immigration policy should be a lot more relaxed. Like, Inclusive. people should come <clears throat> be able to come to America and work and make their life. That's how everybody else got here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Irish. We got on a boat, too. So... I will say that. Um, 
I, I think you're you're in safe company. Thank you. Um, so, so this, so I was trying to think of a, a thing to talk about or to to do this funny skit about, and the premise ended up being that I was a waiter at a Mexican restaurant who did not speak English. And my only, the only thing I knew how to say was, hello, my name is Hector. Welcome to Los Ranchos. Can I take your order, please? And so the opening scene of this was them, was like a a table of people trying to order and me just saying my line over and over again. Um, I so, just, you know, Kirsten was my, uh, Kirsten is my 401 teacher. She told me on Thursday, repetition is heightening. So repetition is heightening. I just said the same line over and over again to the point where my manager comes out. It's like, Hector, did you, did you not learn English? We sent you to school to learn English. And I just said the line, hello, my name is Hector. Welcome to Los Ranchos. Can I take your order, please? Sometimes I said it very cheerily. Sometimes I said it very sadly. With all the inflection that you wanted to put in. Yeah. But because the limitations of your character. Right. So, um, the character then goes to English class and learns English and then comes back to the restaurant for the last scene and is able to then take orders very easily. Is that how it ends? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. And it killed. It, it my, through my, like we did it, like we went to like the little theater of my eighth grade school or like my, my middle school mm-hmm. and all the, like the class, all, you know, the whole class watched it. And we got up and we did it, and it it got laughs. And I was like, "This is oh, I like this." And again, going back to the sur- to the beginning, slightly racist in that sort of like, man, I I like I I was ignorant of things, and I thought things were funny that you know didn't really end up being funny as an adult. Well, I think that's kind of the thing where it's like. Um I, I say this specifically because I want to give you the credit, and I don't think that your intention was. So I think you just saw something that was like, you didn't say like, oh, the brown guy doesn't know how to speak English. Right. You were just like, this one person doesn't know how to do this thing. Yeah. And it's like, isn't it kind of funny when people don't know how to do things? Right. Yeah. So, so if you just take it from there, and you just say like, he didn't, let's say he doesn't know how to take an order. Yeah. And he's just like, hi, my name is, what was the name? Hector. Hector. Yeah. Um, blah blah blah, and they're like, "Yeah, can I get a a, a chicken quesadilla with some a side of sour cream?" And you're just like, "Like, wait, I wrote down a snowman. <laughs> yeah, is this does this look right? Yeah." And then they bring out like a snowman kind of thing. Like, I like I like the idea of someone not being able to do anything. Yeah. So I will take you off the hook. It's Thank you. A, it's not a racist story. I don't Thank think you. I don't think you at fourteen were sitting there like, uh, "Oh, you know what? This is <laughs> I gotta knock them down a peg. I gotta knock them." You no. know what's funny is like. <laughs> That guy and his experience. Yeah. Like, no, you were just like, funny thing happened. I'm gonna make and you played the guy, so yeah. it was like, like I'm just like a like a white guy. Yeah. Like, you were, you, and I'm, I was I'm, I was very like I I did a bad uh, Hispanic accent. Though. Oh, I was about it to wasn't say. great. It wasn't great. Okay, well. Let's let let. This is why I can't run for Congress right now. Like, I will we are say, putting this down on tape. Well, no, and, and I, I will say this: it's like if you had just done. You just did a, a version of a dumb voice. You did the Brian Regan voice, but you just you you drew from the actual experience. Yeah. Again, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> let you walk away and say like you had any intention of doing this. It was just completely you being like genuinely like how can I create this thing? I have the pressures of a big show to do, and I have to write a whole show, and I'm 14, and I'm already experiencing yeah. things like. I feel like genuinely you just saw a funny thing happen and you're like, I'm going to recreate that. Thank you. Thank you. 
Not racist. Thank you. Welcome to the new segment, Is It Racist? <laughs> oh, God. Hosted oh, yes. by two white guys. <laughs> hey, if Tosh could do it. No. Tosh is the only one who could do that. No. So that was like, that was a big creative moment. Yeah. Because like, it like, wasn't just like you said, you were in plays before, but like you yeah. did the play. Yeah. So we, we wrote it and we, we put it on and it was like... And I, well, I, and yeah, even, even before that I had done, um, I did two years of Odyssey, the mind where you, are you familiar with Odyssey, the mind? Mm-hmm. So it's a thing that especially it's, it's all through school. Um, and it is a worldwide thing, but I don't know if it's still in schools. Um, it's kind of an after school activity and you form a team and you were given a problem. And sometimes the problem is put on a play. Sometimes the problem is build a machine. Sometimes the problem is uh, build a tower out of balsa wood and see how much weight it can take. So different I've, kinds I've heard of, of this before. Different kinds of problems. I had done two of those. So I did one my fourth grade year, and I did one my seventh grade, sixth and seventh grade years. Um, and so. I am like we are writing, we are producing, we are we are doing all those creative things. Um, so, were there any adults helping you with this? Yes. So okay. we had like the thing is like the kids are supposed to do everything. Um, the kids, so, the adults are there to like keep you with exactly on track. You know, make sure that we're you know, let them uh, especially decisions. when it's yeah, yeah. like little kids. Like, hey, you know, you're using a saw. Like, let's let's make sure you know like how to use a saw. Um, and I'd done that, and I'd done, um, we did a, we had a whole class play when I was in fifth grade, uh, where I was, I was the lead, um, and it was, it was one thing where I, like, I showed up to, to chorus one day, and they're like, you're the lead! I'm like, okay, all right, um, great. It wasn't something, like, I had aspired to be. Sure. Um, but that moment in eighth grade was, like, I can be funny, and, like, I can make funny things. I can be successful at this yeah. big thing. And at a time when my system oh. is just, I, like, I was, I was a kid who, um, was sometimes so, um, like anxious. I would eat by myself at lunch cause I didn't think anybody liked me. It was and like, it was like a moment of certainty in a world of uncertainty. Yeah. It's it like, like, I can do, I like that. I like that feeling. I mean, at a time when, like, there was lots of feelings that I did not like, I like that feeling. I like making something that makes people laugh. In my analogies lately, I've been using rooms as a tool. Mm-hmm. It's like in, you get dropped in the world and, like, you just start exploring. And very early on, you're like, I know that there's a room I can go into or I'm good at that thing. Yeah. And it's safe. Yes. And a lot of people don't find those rooms for a very long time. Yeah. But you, like... I know that's there. And then you got kept exploring, I'm yeah. assuming, with the journalism and stuff. Like, you went a different way with it. Yeah. And then eventually, with the, maybe with the theater thing, you're like, time to go in that old room again. Yeah. Gonna, 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 you know, fire up that old, that old machine that makes me happy. The happy machine. Yeah, well, get me happy It's the right time. No, I love that. That's such a great, that's such a great story. Um, and I think it worked out. I think you look good in that. I Thank think you. The, I think the PR move is good. Congress is a... Uh, it's a possibility now because of the show. It's not good. What? It, the, the, we'll, we'll edit it a little bit. No, I'm not going to edit it at all. I'm literally not going to edit it at all. But like the, in, the, in the bit, it's like, we'll edit it. We'll make it look good. We'll make it sound good. Bobby McMahon in eighth grade decided to make fun of Hispanic people. Whose side is he on? What does that say for the future of the Georgia Congress? Because <laughs> you'd run out of Georgia. No. 
I don't. I, no. <laughs> like how you're like you're like you you wouldn't even commit to it. You're like no, no Virginia. Of course Virginia. I got I got I got Virginia roots. I grew up here. So. I just meant for the you talked about Georgia. Earlier. Oh, I did. Yeah, that was so. all. No, it's it's the. I, I also want to picture your brain like before you're like, why the fuck did he say Georgia? No, what? I knew. I knew. But you know, John it back. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't run from Alaska. I don't have I don't have the roots. You know, I was just there for like a year or two. Interesting. So, yeah. I was born in Florida, and I wouldn't run out of that. I wouldn't run, run from there. I was only there for a couple of years. How do you feel? We did it. We did the thing. We did it. This is good. We crossed, How do you we, feel? I feel good. We crossed two hours. Yeah. We. Uh, this is your. Uh, this is your first back. First back. We're, we're launching season four today. Season four is launching today. This actually will. Um, I'm planning to do a GoFundMe to try to uh, up the equipment and make the, all the shows better nice. for, for the network too. So cool. So this will be the episode that launches it. Right. That's well, all that's let me say this. Let me let me do uh let me do like uh two uh pledge drives. So um Jonathan's here and in the next hour, if you email producerscast at gmail dot com, he will send you back a picture of a tote bag. That's right. A picture of a tote bag. He's pulling the tote bag out, it has Spider Man on it. That's right. For the first 10 people that give $10 to this GoFundMe, Jonathan will make a video message of you holding the Spider-Man tote bag on his head. It looks like a fun hat that one would wear at like a bachelor party or something like that. Yeah. The $20 level, Jonathan will pretend to high-five you over the internet. Yeah, so he'll swing his hand, and then you swing it, and then it'll be like you guys high-fived. It'll have this sound. See? That can be yours at the $20 level. What's the 50? Uh, well, the 50 is very special. Okay. All right, so basically what will happen is it'll be uh, Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I will come and pick you up from your house. Oh, that sounds nice. And we will go and we will watch Bobby's class. <laughs> <laughs> we'll listen to Alanis Morissette the whole time, and then, and then and then I will drive you to the McDonald's. I will buy you a McDouble, and then I will take Ooh. you home. That sounds that sounds like a really nice time. And you get to hold the bag for the whole time. Yeah, it's not it's not just about it's not just as about supporting great comedy and great podcasting. It's about supporting an outlet for a bunch of weirdos. Who have nowhere else to make their jokes but these stages. But these stages. Think about releasing a group of, I would say at this point, 200 weirdos just just into Richmond. Just into the greater Richmond area. Wouldn't you rather have, you know, an opportunity to not have random bits thrown at you in the supermarket or at a bar? Wouldn't you rather have all those bits contained to one place where you can pay for them and then leave at your leisure? Where you know where they are. Yeah. You're not going to be surprised. They're not going to catch you out of nowhere. Mm-mm. You know where to go when you need them. And then yeah. you don't need them, they'll stay there. That's right. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. We want to make the rest of Richmond unfunny. That's what we we're trying to do. We all the funny and keep it in these fun, four, four to five small, confined places. A sponge of funny sponge. to clean up the city. Think of a... There you go. That's it. That's it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, all you gotta do is say goodbye to everybody.
Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, come see Fear Buddy on uh, Saturdays, fourth and uh, second and fourth Saturday of each month. Um, come see Jonathan. Well, by the time this comes out, you'll have one, two no, more, two America's. more America's Most Mysterious Mysteries. Come in this spring, date TBA for the Scooby Doo show that you and Gretchen are doing that I'm very excited about. Dates are set. Dates are set. Right before second best uh, Friday, ten o'clock slots uh, for the month of May. That's going to be so much fun. For the month of May. Also, book club is coming up, too, for me. Oh, you're doing that with Jesse. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. So fun. That's good. Great. So, and also, uh, producers cast on Instagram. Yep. RVA podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Those are the only ones I really need people to follow. Yeah. Oh, Dad's Cologne. Dad's um, Cologne. Are you, are, are you guys, I, I've seen more of you guys doing that in the past, like, 48 hours than I have Ever. It started on, I believe, Thursday morning. Okay. So actually, yeah, it is a 48-hour thing. Um, all I'm going to say is four really good friends are on an improv indie team together. Mm-hmm. And normally, I understand that if people don't want to follow Instagram accounts for improv teams or any like any extra accounts, like pets, any of my projects, like totally fine. Dad's Clone is the only one I will say, follow this account, give it a three-month investment. I promise you, it'll pay off. That's 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 bold. That's bold. That is. I say that confidently without breaking eye contact. Yeah. No, you're really into that. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's it's, like that's like when you when you watch. Um, this is a dated reference. I used to watch Twenty Four a lot. Uh, that was one of my favorite shows. And um, like you get to the end of the season, and sometimes it's like yes, and sometimes it's like, oh, you just kind of cried at the end, didn't you, Jack Bauer? <laughs> Hmm. Not payoff. Hmm. Okay, real quick. Last thing. Okay. John Boyce has an episode of uh-huh. his show about 24. Oh, I have to watch that. And it's really in-depth. I've never seen 24, and I like the episode. Okay. I'm telling you, you, I will I will make a point to send that to you. Okay. Right. I'm really looking forward to that. Now you really have to say goodbye. Okay. Hey, everybody. Oh, um, um, Ben Vaughns. Ben Vaughns, thanks for listening today. Thanks, I really hope things get better for you. Um, hey, Bill. Bill. You need to turn around. You Bill. need to turn around and you go back to Marie. Go back to Indianapolis. Stop pouring your doors. Just get home. Just get home. Just get, get home. home to those kids. They love you. They miss you. Get home. Oh, oh, this is your stop. Get off the bus. Get off, get off the bus. Right here. Get off the bus. No. Bye. Bye. Down.